Hi, this is Larry Hama, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. Podcast episode 34. Be careful what you wish for. I'm your host Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And welcome back, guys. Uh, another episode in August. Yeah, welcome back from the break. We got uh, four out this month. So. Yeah, we're pushing it. What are we, weekly now? It, no. <laughs> I'd love to do weekly. Yeah. I got life. Life and a job and life. Life. <laughs> life and the wife and the wife and the life. Yeah. Oh, if I didn't have the job, we could do this shit daily. Yeah, no kidding. So, I mean. We record an episode, I'll edit it that night. <laughs> Put you, it out there, yeah. You go home, take a nap. Recharge the battery, yeah. That's great. You do whatever you do. <laughs> whatever so, it is I do. Whatever it is you do. Pop another pop. Spe- Speaking of, of which, I need to... Uh, I've been noticing I really need to get our shit out there as far as the issues on Facebook, the toy oh, reviews yeah, that yeah. we've been doing. Yeah, we've been slipping on that. Mostly me. <laughs> It's true. You right. Well, I'm not. You've done zero. (laughs) I know. You need to get your toy reviews out there. I know. Before we do our all. Because what did you? What did you promise? Extravaganza. One a month. Right. How many have you done so far? One. (laughs) I got through January, and that was pretty cool. All right. So we're back to issues today. Yeah. Hey. All right. We're 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 back. Luckily, uh, doing issues. Sharing the love. Yep. And we will be talking. We'll be covering issues number two of all the Marvel runs. And then yeah, the old school stuff. Yeah, yeah so that Star be Wars, GI Joe, Transformers. So what's been happening for you? What's been going on? Uh well, uh, a little change at work. Um, on some kind of a special mission job, so to say. You're on the special bus. Special bus, short bus, so to say. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. Actually. It's a mostly analytical data. Yeah. So it's nothing boring. Boring. Shit. It's <laughs> extremely boring. But I, I am able to probably listen to podcasts while I work now. So that's good. Oh, that's good. I get to that'll do be that. good. So uh, checking out, I'm, I'm going to have a, a Cleveland contact, but for what I'm doing, my main boss is going to be in Delaware. That's always good. Yeah, so they're not <laughs> going to be around monitoring me. So that's awesome. <laughs> Which is the mistake on their part. Because I'm just going to run rap shot all over the place. Right. I've had bosses in other <coughs> regions, yeah. and it's like pretty much you just do, launch, yeah. do what you're supposed to do, and no yeah. one no one cares. Or that hour lunch turns into an hour and a half, and nobody cares. As long as you're getting your work done, no yeah, one nobody cares. Yeah, so but you know I won't. <laughs> well, then you're gonna take get, an hour and a half lunch. You're, oh, <laughs> I was just say you don't get your work done, you get bumped off that thing real fast. Yeah, that's no good. Oh, um, um, uh, DCBS came today, and yeah. I. I was able to pick up the uh, IDW Transformers number one. Yeah, the now. hardcover. Yeah, so I can't wait to well, peruse through that. <laughs> joint, welcome to the club. I know. 
I saw it come in, I'm like, now I want number two. Yes. <laughs> and then you'll want three, yeah, I want and, three four. and four. Yeah. But you said you'll you'll hold off in the All Hail Megatron. I've got it in trade already, yeah. so why bother? You're gonna like it in hard cut. Well, I know, yeah. <laughs> got it right over here. I know, but then I'll have to I'll have to sell my other what, three or four volumes of trades. I I am the crack dealer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, in all honesty, it's, it's kind of funny that you, because you mentioned this to me maybe, I don't know, in the past week or so, basically telling me fuck you for, like, always getting you hooked on something. Yeah. But. Comics. I have that reputation. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Being a crack dealer? No, I have the reputation of getting people hooked on things that I'm already hooked on. Yeah. Because I got hooked on for, for for a reason, and then it's like I slowly break someone down to say, okay, I'll try it, Yeah, and then they're screwed. Yeah. So. Probably why I haven't watched Lost yet. Probably. <laughs> I've got enough smack from you, sir. I guarantee you get, you would get hooked. A uh, lot of new toy news locally yeah. in our area. Um, I've seen new uh, Thundercats toys, yep. both the classics and the uh, 6-inch and 3 and 3 quarter inch at our Toys R Us. Yep. Uh, new Sky Striker. I seen that out at uh, Toys R Us and Target. I picked one you got up. Got that? I got that. Yeah. My only little. Uh, now we can stop hearing you whine about how you I never know. owned a Sky Striker. I got the new one. I got the one that Rock uh, graciously gave to me. Yes. So that's cool. Um, you have air battles now. I know. I could put them up. The only difference is the newer one. It is a little smaller in the cockpit. Only one soldier can go in there. That's what she two. said. Or smaller in the cockpit. You never want to hear her say that. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's a light grayish compared to white. Okay. As far as the plastic color of the plastic, but it's probably it's more sweet. It's probably more like a jet realistic. Then. It's more yeah. realistic yeah. looking. Yeah. I didn't put all the stickers on it. There's different variations of stickers. You can have yep. uh, Ace as your pilot, and you can have uh, Duke as your pilot with the name stickers yep. on it. Conrad Hauser. You can have Flint, uh, Snake Eyes, Shipwreck. Which of course you'd want Flint. Right. No. <laughs> but it comes with like different stickers too on the back where it'll have like a like a skeleton head or skull with like the Flint's beret on or something right. like that. So it's pretty cool. Like the shipwreck has the the, the whale, the hovercraft sticker right. on it. So nice. You could customize it. I yeah, so say that's pretty cool. I've seen um, some new um, and then you Star also, Wars vintage figures too out. Yeah, and they had a sale too, so that was pretty cool. Now uh, you also picked up a couple Flashpoint figures. Flashpoint figures, the DC directs were out. Yeah, I managed to get Wonder Woman and the Thomas Wayne Batman. Yep. Figure. And and I passed on them. I thought they looked really cool. Get a Flash and Cyborg too. So they had yeah. four. Yeah, I I passed on them. I, I, if I was to get any of them, I would have gotten the Batman and the Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. But I did pass on them, especially after we just had an episode about. I know you are so weak. I'm so weak. <laughs> the only other one, if they do make one more, the Emperor Aquaman. Emperor Aquaman. I want to get that. Well, I told, I'll stop at three. Well, I told you if they had done the Emperor Aquaman instead of doing Flash, which. I understand why they did Flash, because he's the main character of that story. Right. But there's been so many Flash figures done. And the San Diego Comic-Con was Professor Zoom. Yeah. So if he had got lucky enough to get that, like, our uh, forum friend. Yeah, uh, Chris the Professor got yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, that um, the thing with the Flashpoint figures is, I was expecting to see Emperor Aquaman, Wonder Woman... Cyborg, and, and, maybe. Yeah, maybe Cyborg, and, and Thomas Wayne Batman. Or even Martha, the spoiler Joker. Yeah, I wouldn't want a figure of her, though. (laughs) I know, but it'd be cool to see it. Sure. I wouldn't have bought it. I wouldn't have bought it. It would have been demented. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on how sick it was. But if I had seen the three of Emperor Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and um, Thomas Wayne, Batman, I may have been really tempted to get all three because I really like that triple figure set or whatever. But I was like... In in previews, DC Direct solicited the... uh, 
the new style Justice League yeah. with the Superman without the tights. Right. I guess Batman's going that way, tightless too. The new Wonder Woman look with the right. pants on. Right. Which, out of that, the only one I might get is maybe the Wonder Woman. I'd like some of the other ones. Yeah. But again, it's I just really got to like, I don't back. have a Superman without underpants. So. I don't either. <laughs> I, I might get one. I have a few, but I hide those in the closet. Exactly. Where they belong. Right. Where they belong. But no, um, I don't know. I'm, and Oh, uh, I was harping about it on Facebook. Maddie Collector um, finally came through yesterday. About fucking time. I've been waiting on that box for over two weeks. Right. Since I ordered the, uh, the San Diego Comic Con yep. exclusive... Uh, well, I guess it wasn't exclusive, but it was, it wasn't, because it didn't have the Queen Marlena right. with the bio. It had the Captain Glenn bio, yeah. which is the same figure. You could yeah. reverse it and change it around. And uh, I bought Buzz off the same day, so I bought both of those, and they finally came yesterday. Nice. I know you're still waiting on uh, Package 2, right. but now, it's just too long, so, my God. Over two weeks for that. It cost me over 10 bucks for shipping. I'm, right. I'm still bitching. It cost <laughs> me over 10 bucks to have that shipped in my house. Right. We're going to be here a while, folks. <laughs> Get comfortable. He's bitching. It cost me over ten bucks to have that shipped, and it was over two weeks. And I'm like, "Are you serious?" Yeah. Fucking Digital River sucks balls. Okay. Just throw it out there. Sure. Everybody knows, but okay. I'm just going to say it again. Okay. Whatever. Well, I guess what I'm trying to understand is, we just did a show about cutting back and being more selective, and then you went out and bought five toys. <laughs> but I sold some. <laughs> but theoretically, I sold them to you. <laughs> Two. But that's okay. <laughs> you sold two figures to me. I know. And they were ones that complete sets, yeah, I know. sets yeah. that I was looking for. I know. So. so if anybody's listening, my whole Marvel Universe <laughs> three and three quarter right. collection is for sale. Loose figures, four bucks. Right. Which is not a bad deal. And, um, I and do have the Mary Jane Watson carded. I'll let that go for right. cost. And I do have the San Diego Comic Con exclusive Thor figure uh, from last year. Right. We'll, we'll talk about that. But I'm, I might I'm, let it go for cost. I'm, I'm trying to the fans. I'm trying to understand what you were saying though, because you said I don't know. you said if anyone's listening. Well, when somebody listens, right? When we get this out there, right? <laughs> when you get this out there, right? But they have to be listening. If they're hearing you, they're listening. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Facebook. We've been getting. I a lot think you more meant to say Facebook. Someone, when someone's if, listening, if, if someone's listening, that's interested. Finish my thought for me. Yeah. Thank um, you. Okay. Looks like we're married. You're welcome. Thank you. Because <laughs> you sound like an idiot. Otherwise, I know. Thanks. But we've been getting insert a- clip here. <laughs> Chuck, you're an idiot, right? Chuck, you sir are an idiot. Uh, but we have been getting a lot more people on Facebook, so thanks, guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Someone else, I can't remember. Uh, Muttlord called you something on the forums too, and oh, like, wait, don't I, don't want to offend me because I might hook him up with some Twitter right? Yeah, Joe. But yeah. He, he called you something. I says you need to call up and call Chuck ah. that over the phone. <laughs> it was along the lines of you being an idiot too. So. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, okay. It happens. <laughs> but no, uh, it just cracked me up when we finished that episode, and then you started telling me some of the figures you got, and I'm I like, know. I'm like, dude, we just talked about scaling back. <laughs> but I'm not going to scale back with masters. I mean, that's that's my thing. That's my. Do you understand? But and then you got five masters figures. No, I got two. <laughs> I did order Manny Faces too. So I I'll, give, I you, I'll give you. I, I guess will, I got three. Yeah. Okay, so now we're up to six toys. Well, that toys. one hasn't come yet. On the 15th, I bought uh, Manny Faces. Yeah, so we're up to six toys now. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. I will, And I'll give you a pass <laughs> on the Sky Striker, even. Yeah, I mean, my God, I've been wanting that forever. Right. Since, like, I would almost give you a pass on the Sky Striker, because Rock got you one. But anyways, you did say you'd get the new one, though. Right. But, but then you got the Flashpoint figures, and I'm like, I, I remember texting you back going, what the hell? <laughs> I know. So weak. Because I saw them, I wanted them, but I passed on them. So, yeah. you know. 
That's I'm a sucker for Batman figures. Okay. I just like I guess so. Batman. You and you and Chris. I likes the Batmans. You and uh Chris the Professor yeah. from uh, Obsessive Comics Disorder. The Batmans and the He Mans. He likes he likes the Batmans too. So. Maybe maybe I like the Batmans and the He Mans. Okay. I heard you the first three times Two you times. said it. Yeah. So if anybody's out there and they like the giveaway Batmans and He Mans. Okay. <laughs> um you're yeah. We did get a lot of good response from the last episode though. A lot yeah, of Yeah, a lot of people the enjoyed boat. the uh feedback yeah. on the special topic episode. So, so maybe that's something we'll continue yeah, every in once the in the future. While. Yeah. Different topics though. Well yeah, not those <laughs> the same topic. It would be redundant. Today we're talking about scaling back. <laughs> again. So maybe I need to talk about scaling back again. <laughs> I think you do. Maybe gotta reinforce it. I don't think it hit home the first time. No. All right, so let's. Uh, we did but have. I hit on for you. You're talking about scaling yeah. back your comics and stuff, yeah. and maybe keeping certain story arcs. And keeping certain story arcs, and even with some of those story arcs, I might go get the trade yeah. and then sell the story arc. You maybe. never know. Yeah, some of them I'm going to want to keep the issues because I feel like the issues <laughs> give a little bit more than what a trade was going to give me. You Just know. adds. So we'll crap, see. Crap, you don't need. No, sometimes you get like the in the issues you'll get like the sketches and stuff like that. Like Flashpoint did that. <coughs> oh yeah, yeah. Want to stop coughing? I'd like to, <laughs> but but and I don't know if I'll get that in the trade. Like you're getting the hardbound, so you can always let me know if it, if it's in the hardbound or something. Yeah, like that. So, I, I do plan on getting that because it was solicited in well, DCBS. You, you ordered it, so that's I, what I'm planning on getting. I assume it. you're getting it. All right, so let's get into some listener feedback here. Let's do this. All right, so we'll go into the Jedi holocron. Yeah. Alright, so we did have a, a new forum poster. Okay. Which, I've seen him around the forums a lot, but I don't think he's ever posted on our forum before. Oh, okay. And it's Trusty Musty. Trusty Musty? Yes. Alright. So he didn't introduce himself, but he said he's kind of a lurker. Sir. <laughs> so, he's he's a lurker. I lurk a lot, too. Yeah. So, so no big deal. He, he did post a few times, so that was kind of cool. Always welcome. And then we had also a, a few new countries. Okay. Uh, one was Tasmania. Ah, the devil. Yeah, so we had Taz listening. <laughs> and then uh, Croatia. Okay. And Iran. I think those two countries are in the Olympics. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. I ran so far away. It's a song about the country, right? I would imagine so. Sure. All right. What else would it be? <laughs> I don't know. So then uh, we did have some posts on our actual website. Okay. And if you ever want to, aside from voicemails, if you ever want to ensure that we are going to read your feedback. Yeah, there's a comment you right can, next to the Yeah, you episode. can post comments about on our actual website. All you have to do is enter our email address and I assume they and don't... credit card number. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, just your email address and a login that you create. And, and naked pictures of your girl. If she's hot. Even if she's not, <laughs> just do it. No. Humorous. I'd rather not. Really? If she's not hot. Well, none of you're one of those. You're one of those people that wants, naked's to, naked, wants to see every woman hey. naked. Naked's naked and head's head. No, it's not. In your world, yes. It is. <laughs> not in my world. It's like prison. You get a, no. You get a pass. No, you do not. I think you do. You'd have to knock my ass out. I think that's how they do it. <laughs> that's fine. That's the only way it's happening. You're walking funny the next day. Go I, ahead. I guess. All right, so on episode number 32 where we did the Transformers com- commentary, Okay, yeah. 
We had uh, nerds gets chick nerds get chicks commented. No, no they don't. Go ahead. <laughs> and he and he said, and I was really confused by this. He said, "What about Lookout Mountain? That was in Tennessee, Chattanooga." I have no idea what the fuck that means. <laughs> what about Lookout Mountain? Maybe we said something about. He, yeah, he had it was in quotes. Lookout Mountain. I don't know what we said. I don't recognize I, that I don't know. title of anything. Yeah, Lookout Mountain. Maybe know. we made a reference to Lookout Point or Lookout Mountain. I don't know. I don't know. But thank I, you. I asked him on the website yeah. what he meant by it, and he didn't respond. So I don't think he went back to check to see if anyone said anything after him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Let us yeah, let us know what you meant by that. I don't. Maybe, like you said, maybe we said something in the episode. I don't yeah. know. No, he's he's been like uh, maybe that's where Prime's from. You remember He Who Shall Not Be Named? Ah, uh, the he who shall not be named. That always posted on the forums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Nerds gets get chicks. Does that also? He posts like every episode, which is awesome. Cool. He's just not a dick like the last guy was. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! He's not listening anymore. Maybe. <laughs> Let's know. face it. He's not listening anymore. Probably not. Maybe. If you want to know who we're talking about, no, he who shall not be. Named. You got to go to some earlier episodes. So wow, call him a dick. He right, was. He was. Whatever. Tell me he wasn't. I can't. But whatever. <laughs> so, anyways, episode thirty-three, which was the one we just did, right? Uh, we had David post. Okay. And he says, "I must know your voices sound familiar. Did you guys also do Lost Cast? If not, you have voice doppelgangers. Doppelgangers. And then he said, by Lost Cast, I mean the Lost podcast, known as Lost Cast for the TV show Lost. We're outed. <laughs> no, no, no." You certainly are not no. from that. No. I have been. But I do have a doppelganger. <laughs> okay. Where's he at? In my pants. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You can keep him there. Isn't that like a kind of radar they use around here to predict storms? No, that's Doppler. <laughs> doppelganger. <laughs> Isn't that a movie where two chicks? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be using Doppelganger. I'm gonna be using Chewie's quote a lot in this episode. <laughs> Is that like when you got like two chicks and a no. guy and you doppelganger? No. 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 I thought that's what that was. No. Chuck, you, sir, are an idiot. What movies am I watching, then? <laughs> I don't want to know what movies you're watching. If yeah. you have two guys in the movie, I don't want to I know. think they're double gangers. I don't want to know what type of... Uh... Seven the hard way. No, I'm good. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about, and I'm happy about What's that. It's like six chicks and a guy. Okay. Or yeah. six girls and a guy, or six guys and a girl. I'm not, I'm not going to be included in that one. Either way. No, not either way. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not. What in... if you're the one guy and the six girls? That's fine. Fuck yeah, it's fine. <laughs> the other one, not so much. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't think you bang each other if you're guys. You just wait your turn in line. I don't need... It's like at the deli counter. No. Take a number. <laughs> no. Really? I don't play that. Why? Because I don't. It's already warmed up. Jeez. <laughs> oh, We're going to move on. All right? It's good to go. So anyways, about Lost. Lost, yeah. Whatever. I have been told <laughs> by someone else that listens to our show that I my voice sounded a little bit like Carlton Cues, which is actually one of the creators, of, one of the writers on Lost and creators. Uh, no, we are... Yeah, no. <laughs> we're not related to them, nor do we do the Lost cast. But we did a Three's Company podcast once. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Three's Company too. No, we did not. Okay. <laughs> I just lied or anything. We might in the future. I don't know. No, we won't. No, I, we won't. I like them. I, like I will not company. do a three-second contest. No, sir. That's one guy and two chicks. I will not do I, Yeah. Okay. I'm all about it, but I would not do that. Okay. 
Anyways, uh, I like Lost. Chuck's never watched it. So I, I watched Lost religiously from the very beginning of the show coming on the air. And he wasted eight years of his life. Six. Whatever. It was six seasons. <laughs> six. I wasted six years of my life. Thank you. It wasn't a waste. I loved it. Whatever. I loved it all the way through till the end. Waste. And Good. I love the end, too. And I know there's a lot of controversy about that. Uh, so Nerds Get Chicks uh, posted on episode 33 also. He says, you made my night. With a lo- He put a lot of exclamation points. You're welcome. He You're says, welcome, I, sir. I am currently You're welcome. I am currently drinking vodka and McCafe iced coffee. That's actually good. I've actually had that. I've never had it. Well, you don't like iced I coffee. Don't, I don't like coffee. So you put a little snort in it. I like vodka. Bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, given your heritage, you must go. He he put you guys kick fucking ass. Fuck yeah, we do. He put that capital letters. Thank you. He says, I am looking at eBay auctions, G.I. Joe's, and listening to you guys. Is he going to buy us something? No. Is that the next line of the sentence? No, he doesn't say that. I want to buy you guys something. Do you guys have... (laughs) Thanks for the shout out. It made me smile like crazy. Nice. And I may have blushed. Hell yeah, you did. By blushed, I mean (laughs) made my penis and balls tickle. Yeah! (laughs) Now we're talking. And then he put... Doppelganger. Then he put... No. (laughs) (laughs) Then he put... I am, P.S., I am a guy, hence the penis and balls. <laughs> nice. So. Who was that again? That was Nerds Get Chicks. Nerds Get Chicks? Yeah. I will shout out to you all the time if it makes your balls tingle. <laughs> wow. If you that's want, what he likes, you, that's what it takes, you want I'm make, there for the listen. You want to make his balls tingle, huh? Well, we know. No, we don't. I, I, no, I'm we there. don't know. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm there for the listeners. I'm kind of interested in where you're going with this. I'm there for the listeners. Okay. <laughs> then when we in do what a, way? Well, then when we do a donation drive, I'm going to get a lot of money. <laughs> For what? <laughs> I don't know. Are you providing services? <laughs> services? Over the radio, like over the airwaves, like with sure. shout outs. Okay. However you want to do it, sure. I don't know, you know. <laughs> All right. Head's head, head, dude. You know? No, it's not. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we also had Chewy leave us a couple of voicemails. Another one. Yes. So on um, this was... Hey, does, if anybody else knows our number besides Chewy, <laughs> not saying that you can't call in. Yeah, Chewy but... can call every episode. I don't yeah, that's care. cool, yeah. But we haven't heard from JD in a while. Yeah, what's up? So, I mean, come on. Give us a call. We're I like have to the, hear what he's recommending. We're like the girl waiting by the phone patiently. Yeah, I want to hear what he's recommending. What are you doing? <laughs> Give us a call. So, uh... We'll wait for you. Although I can do evident... You were scared that I was what? JD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I did his voice really well. Yeah, it was like, awesome. Like, yeah, I'm going to recommend it, so... Yeah, I'm going to recommend it. <laughs> so, JD, call us, man. What's up? Yeah, what's up with that? All right, so here's here's Chewy. Nerds! <laughs> Gentlemen, it's Chewy. How are you? Uh, I think it's the first call that I've made since I was chit-canned with Patrick. Uh, hey, I am just now starting to listen to your Transformers commentary. Uh, very happy, very excited that you guys are doing this. Um, I just am a few minutes in, and I hear Chuck is giving Ryan a bunch of shit about owning the Transformers soundtrack. Um, Ryan, you're not the only one. I own that soundtrack, and it is phenomenal. All right, uh, I'm going to go listen to the rest of the episode. Talk to you later. All right. All right. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> no, it is an awesome soundtrack. Nerd. Especially if you like 80s music, style music. Yeah, whatever. It, it, it's good music, dude. I'm not going to say anything it's, bad. I'm just whatever. Because you don't want them calling back and right. chewing you out again. <laughs> right. If you call back, let me know if you have the Top Gun soundtrack, too. I have that. I almost would imagine you did. <laughs> it was one of my favorite movies. I would almost bet money that you had that. And it, and it was missing some songs. Was it? Did it have Danger Zone on it? It had Danger Enough Zone. Enough said. That's all you need. 
No, no. It's no. Like, from the no. movie? Yeah. All You Need Is Danger Zone. They were missing some songs that were actually in the movie. All You Need Is Danger Zone. There was, like, three songs. You no, lost you... that love and feeling and Danger Zone. That's all you need. I don't think You Lost That Love and Feeling was on there. Well, because... Because they sang it. They sang it, yeah. Right. It wasn't on there. It should be on there. With them singing it? I, I could not... No, not with them singing it. just played the song. I think as long as you got Danger Zone on it, you're okay. You also need Top Gun the Anthem. I thought that was Danger Zone. No. <laughs> Are you sure? It's different. Check with Kenny Loggins. I think he knows for Dude, sure. Dude, I knew that soundtrack backwards and forwards. I'm pretty sure the also, Top Gun by the, Anthem is Danger Zone. by the Dock of the Bay was also should have been on there. You're a nerd. Listen, no, no, I think as long as you have... Because when he comes... Danger Zone. No, because when he comes... Dude, it's been like years since I've seen Top Gun, so I'm, I don't know. I'm going to explain the scene. All right, go ahead. The part where he comes to visit Charlie, the chick, mm-hmm. and they're sitting on the front porch, and he he starts reminiscing about my my mom used to play this song, and blah, blah, blah. It was Dock of the Bay, and they didn't put it on the soundtrack. But again, I don't think they could get the rights to it. I default to if it's got Danger Zone. <laughs> You're okay. That whole soundtrack's awesome, though. That whole soundtrack could have been Danger Zone on a loop. You would also like the Top Gun anthem. I thought it was Danger Zone. No! I don't mean to keep would you Danger Yes, you do. But <laughs> I thought it was Danger Zone. No, there's a... That Insert that here. Just play a little Danger Zone. I'm going to play both for you so you know what the hell there's a I difference. I don't want to hear the anthem. I want to hear Danger it's Zone. It's awesome anthem. All right, let's play him play now. Play the, him now. We'll the, anthem, the anthem is the part that you get at the very beginning of the movie... Where they're on the aircraft carrier and it's just the music and you're seeing them getting the planes ready. And then when they take off, they play Danger Zone. Anthem is actually played more than Danger Zone throughout the entire movie. Hmm. I know this movie well. I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> you want to pull up the Top Gun t-shirt and show me? No, I don't have that. But I do own the movie and I do own the soundtrack. So I own neither. Go ahead. Alright. Well, you're lame. I'm lame. <laughs> I'm lame for not owning the Top Gun soundtrack. It's people. a good soundtrack. Miramar, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're, you're embarrassing that's yourself, a real, sir. That's a real Air Force base. I wanted to be a pilot one at one point. What happened, Hal? I found out that I didn't have 20-20 vision. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, all right. No no soup for you. Yeah. It was before I knew Hal was a pilot. I just knew he was a Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, but he still flew. Right. I got you. All right, so here's Chewie's other voicemail. Hey, guys, it's Chewie. I just got done listening to episode 33 where you're talking about uh, your collections, what to collect, what not to collect, uh, those kind of things. Absolutely love that episode, guys. Um, that was, uh, very relevant to me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in that situation where between kids and space and cost and time, uh, you know, my collecting, uh, you know, has really kind of taken a backseat, uh, to some other things in my life. So, um, I am a completionist on the, uh, G.I. Geo Pursuit of Cobra 
Uh, I'm, and I'm now kind of going back and filling out some of my G1 stuff, uh, Transformers, as well as my uh, original G.I. Joe line. Um, you know, I love Star Wars, but quite frankly, there's just too many goddamn figures that come out. Um, and so I probably really only have a handful of, of Star Wars figures. And, and uh, quite frankly, I'm, uh, you know, thinking about kind of shelving those or, or taking those off the shelf, put them in a box, just because I would rather, you know, display some Voltron stuff, Transformers and those kind of things. Uh, so really, you know, not a whole lot to, uh, to add to the discussion. I just wanted to say thanks. Uh, keep up the great work, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right. Yeah, uh, bravo. So, yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about a lot of that last episode, just, you know, reasons why you're, you scale back. Yeah. And the thing is, we did have people post on the forum saying, like, well, they're still at their early stages. There's, they feel like there's no need to scale back. And that's, that's not who, that's that's not who we were talking to. No, we're talking to... <laughs> And, other people. Yeah, and everyone gets to that point where yeah. they realize they have to scale And there's back. a certain point to everybody. Maybe your threshold's a little larger than everybody sure. else's, or maybe yours is smaller. Yeah. But like you said, the same reasons. I mean, you got, you got a wife, you got kids now, you're in a different place in your life than right. you were when you're, you know, you're in your mid to late 30s. It's a different place than you were right. early to mid 20s. Yeah. Well, like we had uh, Brian post on there, and he's <laughs> scaling back, and he said he has like 40 DC Classic figures. And he's looking to kind of narrow some of those down. And I'm thinking, yeah, I've got like over 100 DC Classic figures. So, You're looking to do the same. So, yeah. So, it kind so of gives... threshold's 40 or something. Right. So, like, it gives you some perspective yeah. for those of you guys that are out there saying, oh, you don't need to scale back. It's like... We might. When you've got 100 DC Classic figures and that's only a portion, a very small portion of my collection. Maybe you live in the suburbs and you can have a larger collection because you got the space. But maybe you live in a city right. like Chicago and New York and you're in a, an apartment... And the space is limited, it's right. at a premium, what are you going to do? Well, and then, and also one thing that Chewy mentioned, which we didn't mention on our show uh, at the time, was kids. Yeah, your, kids. Your priorities change they do. when you have kids, so your collection a lot of times changes because of it, too. Yeah. Sometimes it gets bigger because of the kids, sometimes it gets smaller because of the kids. Yeah, that's true. Um, sometimes you'll collect different things because of them. Right. You might collect the uh, what, Galactic Heroes, Star Wars. Right. As opposed to the regular three and three quarter, and it's a great you can share those. Yeah, with you can kids. share. I was going to say it's a great thing to be able to share with them. Yeah. Now I don't have any kids, so I kind of am the big kid. But. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, they're just they're. I think for almost every collector out there, there you get eventually to a point where you're like, you know what? Hey, I gotta. I just enough, have. Yeah. I just have too much stuff. But let us know those Star Wars figures you're canning, Chewy. <laughs> Seriously, I'm still open to those. Uh, I'm probably not because I I'm pretty sure I have. Depends on what it is. The ones yeah. he has. So let, let us know. If they're ultra rare, which I'm doubting. Or just <laughs> cool astromech droids that Ryan needs. No. I've got plenty of astromechs. I, I know. You got like 12. 30, yeah. But you know, use another one. Or if they're troop builders, like, you know, clones. Yeah, I don't need those either. I might. Okay, go ahead. Let me know. <laughs> the guy who just did a show. I know. <laughs> Why do you keep harping on that? My God. You just, let it go. Just saying. <laughs> I've said to you, I'm not going to... Because you've never harped on anything before. I told you, I'm not getting the Voltron line. That's one line. I'm not getting the Transformers line. Right. Or I'm not getting the Thundercats line. Right. I'm not doing Marvel Universe anymore. And when the Marvel the Marvel Selects come back out, probably not going to get into that either. Yeah. I can't say for definite I want to look at them, but it might just come down to Spider-Man, and that's how I'll buy yeah. Spider-Man. But for the most part, I'm not into a bunch of things yeah. anymore. G.I. Joe, I've cut back a lot on that. I've only got like one or two in the last year. Yeah. G.I. Joe figures. Most of my collections, I'm... 
pretty much at my end point with them. The newer stuff I'm getting good. now is the DC stuff because I I really like the look of a lot of the DC Classics yeah. figures or the DC Universe. Yeah. Um, and Masters, I mean, and Star Wars, obviously, those two. Set. Star Wars and Masters are my bigger ones. Right. But, but I've been yeah. dabbling into Batmans. <laughs> <laughs> I dabble with the Batman. Yeah. And whereas I've got, like, over ten Batman figures. <laughs> I've got about eight. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, so I'm at a point where I think I actually posted on the forums, like, I have over ten Batman figures. I want to get down to, like, five or six. Let me know. Okay. Let me know. I told you some of the figures I have. Same thing with Superman. Yeah. I've got, like, ten plus Superman figures. And the ones I want to keep are the ones that are very different from each other. Like, sure. I have red and blue Superman, mm-hmm. which is when he was like all electrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll keep those because they're very different and they're from a, a storyline that I actually liked. A lot of time people, period is yeah, so, yeah, a lot of people, people hated like it, yeah. that time period, but yeah. I was I liked the story that were happening in the Superman books mm-hmm. with that. You know, I've got, but then I've got like a DC classic figure of Superman. Then I've got another DC classic figure of Superman with the mullet. Or the DC Direct. Then Superman, well, and then I've got the D, I'm talking about just even DC classic. Like I've got a standard one. I got him with the mullet, and then I've got him with the red eyes. Red eyes. Yeah, it's like I don't need all three there. of those. They're the true. same figure. Yeah, for the most part, except for that. Mullet. So I'm going to keep the mullet one. No, I'm just kidding. Hell yeah, you are. No. <laughs> no, that was one thing from the '80s that needs to stay away the in mullet. the '80s. <laughs> the Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, yeah, not good. All right, so you want to get into some issues yeah, here? Yeah, or, we should uh, do that probably. Well, before we do that, I do have a, a quick ammo dump I wanted to talk about. So, I have posted this on the forums, but I've never mentioned it. I've given you the whole series to read. Probably one of my favorite Batman runs of, I'm going to say of all time. Really? Has been Scott Snyder on Detective Comics lately. Okay. It is sickly good. He knows how to write Batman. He knows how to tell a good, dark story. He's got James Gordon's son, who is messed up. Mentally, and he—I'm not going to give anything away because I know you still have to read them, right? But it's about what ten or eleven books. So it's far? about ten or eleven so far. Yeah, I'm part of the way through it. And when you get to the stuff with James Gordon's son, mm-hmm. that's when it got was firing all cylinders. For okay, me. and I'm just like, this kid is demented. Nice, Love but a demented story. So I'm very, very, very happy to see him going on to the main Batman book. Okay. And I hope he keeps up with what he's doing. I hope it's not like he had to change his One style because yeah. well, I hope he didn't have to change his style because of the relaunch. Yeah, that was so, yeah. But uh but yeah, it's it's just amazing stuff. So okay. with that being said, uh, let's go into from Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield to Tatooine. Alright, so we have what, twelve books? Yeah. Uh how many Buys, borrows, snarfs, did you uh, have? Of that, I had six buys, four borrows, and two snarfs. Okay, so you liked them a little less than I did. Possibly. I had uh, seven buys, I had four borrows, and I had one snarf. Okay. So, so it's probably one you bought and one I snarfed. Maybe. 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 So uh, just to give a quick rundown of the books, it's uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars, uh, the Star Crusher Trap, which is uh, the digest the size, trade, yeah. comes out quarterly, uh, Old Republic... Star Wars number, th- I believe it was number three, uh, or number two, and then there was Dark Times number one, one yeah, uh, and then we had Invasion number one, 
And then we had uh, Jedi, Dark Side, number three. Snake Eyes, number three. Cobra, number three. G.I. Joe, number three and number four. A Real American Hero, number 168. And then Transformers, number 21 and 22. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into, uh, since it's just top of my pile here, we got Star Wars, The Clone Wars, The Star Crusher Trap. What, okay. what did you give this one? I snarfed that one, sir. Uh, I snarfed it as well. Um, let me give uh, the writer was Mike Barr and the artist was the Philback Brothers. Yeah, they could have tried harder. Um, I didn't. Well, I snarfed it for probably a different reason than you did. Because okay. you don't like the cartoony look. Well, here's the reason I star- I snarfed it. Um, number one, it's it's digest, which yes. is a smaller format. And I don't mind that. Uh, I do. Right. Uh, seven ninety nine price point for a that, digest. That bothers me. And the art is very, very toony, but it is Clone Wars. Yeah. So you almost want to give it a pass because it is Clone Wars. Right. But it should be a little bit better than this. No, I don't. And I, the story is just so so. Okay, and it's that's, not a good story. And that's it's not great. Yeah, the story and the price point is what made it a snark for me. Yeah. The art I did not mind at all. It's cartoony. It's meant to be cartoony. I'm fine but there's with different that. levels of cartoony. I think that was I thought it was fine. I didn't really I, care for it. I, I thought it was perfectly fine. But here's the thing, and I kind of mentioned this to you before. This is Clone Wars. Yeah. This is... Ideally, it's meant to be for kids. Children, right. What kid has eight bucks to drop on a book? That's true. Unless their parents give it to them, or they got it for their birthday. Right. I mean, it's like, it's just... They don't... Like I mentioned to you, I would almost rather see Star Wars Clone Wars come out with a ten-page book that's a buck. Or something like to the, give uh, to the kids. What was the, the the Batman Beyond book? Yeah, but maybe, I'm saying like, like one ninety nine, maybe less. Well, I was gonna say yeah. less pages, less pages for a dollar, for a dollar. Sure. And then this way, that. a kid can go in with a buck and buy a comic book. That's a good idea to you guys out there who are yeah. in charge. Yeah. So here's basically what happened: is just, Dad goes in and gets his books, and little Jimmy gets the one dollar Star Wars exactly. Clone Wars. Yeah. And he doesn't care because he got something. Right. And you could keep it this small digest size because kids do like the digest size. Well, that's size. better for kids, yeah. sure. But, I mean... For I don't mind it because I don't mind the digest size because I can throw them in my bag real quick. And I'm yeah, not, and I'm not worried about damaging them. The regular full-size issues bend and fold. This one doesn't I, bend and fold. I get so. that. But, I mean, if you're going to keep it and shelf it, I mean, eh. I got a whole shelf of them over there. Yeah, I'm I like good them. without it. I'm fine with them. I'm just not happy with the digest size. I'm, I'm all right with that. I mean, um, a, a different. It's a, it's a different kind of thing too than omnibus omnibus size. Yeah, because they're thicker. Yeah, I just like the normal, I guess, trade size or comic size. Even though the trades are a little bit bigger. Yeah, I don't know. It's just smaller. I, it doesn't bother me at all. Now, what it does bother me, the digest size ones. When it does bother me is when the regular issues were full size and they did a trade paperback yeah, digest that size. Sucks too. Now if now these are originally done to be digest size. Yeah, there's size. not full size issues with that. So I'm there fine. were. Remember at first right, there at one were. time there were. Yeah. They did a brief stint where they did just regular issues. I don't think they sold as well, so that's why they went back to this. And that's why it's quarterly. But yeah, and that's why it's, it's quarterly. Monthly. But like I said, at least with this they knew they were making it for digest size. Right. Right. So <clears throat> here's what basically happens in this story. Uh, and it's really, like you said, it's not a lot that actually happens. It's not very much at all. Um, Obi-Wan and Anakin hit a munitions factory only to be stranded because a ship called the Star Crusher blasts their support ships that I were up like in space. I like the name Star Crusher. Sure. Uh, they get back to Coruscant and devise a plan to trap the Star Crusher. Uh, they get aboard. They actually get aboard the Star Crusher, but then they find out it's actually a decoy ship. It's not the actual Star Crusher. And it's the Star Crusher does arrive. 
and basically the ship is on an autopilot to send them directly into the sun. Anakin's not with the group of Jedi because he was sent to actually go on like this errand mission, uh, but he left there early because he sent, sensed that help was his help was needed, so he kind of disobeyed orders to right. kind of check what's going on with the other mission on the to trap the Star Crusher. Uh, those on the decoy ship use what's what's in the ship to polarize the decoy and pull the real Star Crusher in towards them and bind them together. Yeah, and send them send the whole thing into the sun. Right, and that's basically what yeah, happens. Yeah, and then Anakin yeah. shows up in his Jedi yeah, starfighter, and everyone throws out a line. Yeah, and, and saves, them, saves all. them all, and yeah. that's the end of it. Yeah. Now, the one thing that was cool that I really liked at the end was we get a glimpse at the very end of the Emperor as if he had planned this whole thing to happen the way it did, With and the we and they star, show the yeah. death, the plans of the Death Star coming up. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a neat ending. Not yeah. not worth the seven ninety nine price. No. But I was like, okay, this is maybe this is leading to the. Something bigger because it's showing the Death Star. Right? Yeah, and it, where they they got stuck in the the Imperial troopers got stuck in airlock and Vader's on the other side of the door. That and was they're cool. Like, they're like open the door so we can get out. And he's like, no. Nope. <laughs> and, and, and they all was, float off into space. The, and the thing that was cool with that is he did. It's like he sensed something. He knew something was coming, so he stayed and back, stayed and back, and then closed the door and yeah. stuff. So, all right, uh, sticking with Star Wars. Okay, we, we have uh, Star Wars Dark Times number one. What'd you give this? Wow, one? you picked my other snarf. Wow, this was a buy for me. Really? Uh, and we talked maybe a little bit about this. Let me give some credit. And then <coughs> this is uh, number one, two of Dark Times. Yeah, no, number one, Dark Times, Out of the Wilderness. Dark Times was a comic before. It went for, I think, about 13 to 15 issues. Okay. Uh, and this kind of picks up where that one left off. But we have writer is Randy Stradley, and then we have artist by Douglas Wheatley. Basically what happens is a shadowy man sneaks into an Imperial station to ask a prisoner about about a, ma- a man named Das Jenner, who's a Jedi. Then he kills the prisoner just before Darth Vader and, and the crew arrives. And actually, that's, him, yeah. that's the scene you're thinking of, is where Darth Vader goes to, to after him, and he closes the door behind him. It didn't happen in the Clone Wars. But oh, yeah, in this It one, happened yeah. in this one. Where and it was a bug I didn't like. Where he sensed something, and he stepped back, and then he closed the door, and they all end up dying. And Yeah, um, my bad. So the crew, and then we go over to the crew of the Yuhu Meli, which was the name of the ship, and they land on Telerath trying to locate Das Jenner. Das has already left for the, the Vondark system. Uh, so then we go over to Das on his ship, with his companion Ember, who was somebody he saved from his previous mission on Telerath, which actually happened in the old Dark Times comic. Uh, Das is able to, uh, or they all of a sudden have a Empire show up, and they get shot down. Das is able to take the fighter ships down before they crash land, and then they have to hoof it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. while they're walking, Ember reveals that she didn't come with Das to help find her family, which is what she originally told him. Right. But she actually wants to go with him uh, to the uh, Von Dark system because it's a busy spaceport, and she's hoping to open up a new brothel business there. Yeah. Which is, I thought, the part that you would love. Nah, I mean, it's it's those characters. I don't know really anything about them. Right. I am totally was, like, almost lost in this book. Well, and that was the one thing I said to you was this... These characters go back to... There was a series called just Star Wars. And then around midway, it got called Star Wars Republic. And then near the end of Star Wars Republic, which was like issue number 80, 
the last maybe ten issues of that yeah. dealt with Das Jenner and the and this crew of the Yuho Melly, and then they went into the Dark Times book, and the whole Dark Times series was about these characters. Oh, okay, yeah. And now we have this character. So someone picking this up for the first time because it's number one might get confused, confused and like lost. I did, yeah, right. Now so you art, have a you have a good knowledge and right. understanding of these characters. Right. Now the art's good in the it. The art's I mean, beautiful. Yeah, because I mean that good, shot of yeah. Vader. Blocking the shot. I mean, the I mean art that's is beautiful. that's one of the better parts. There was the Darth Vader part coming yeah. in, but when they land their ship and everybody's coming off and they're questioning him, I'm like, "Who the hell are these?" Well, people? they do identify who they are. It's a yeah. lot more a lot more text because of that. They're trying to get someone that's never read it before up to speed on who these characters are. But it's yeah, hard to keep them all straight. Exactly. I'll give you that. Too much, too fast, too soon. But uh, but the. The art's hot. Her ass is right there. Oh well, yeah, I mean that's she's hot as hell. Wickedly drawn. Wasn't he the the Jedi in the uh, Geonosis battle? No. Uh, he looks like it. No, he he's a I believe it's a neo <laughs> Neosaurian race. Wasn't or there a like Neosaurian that? Jedi in the Geonosis battle? I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember it. I'm, he, he I'm not like a dinosaur. I'm not denying he had you. Like the three fingers. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't. That. I thought there was one. Okay, maybe there was. I, I believe there is. I'm just. You believe a lot of things, though. I'm almost 100% <laughs> on this one. Okay. Um, 9.99. But no, I, I really liked it. I would say this is this is a, definitely a buy for somebody who read the Dark Times it, before. Yeah. And it, if you don't, if you haven't read any of that... Yeah, I would not recommend this yeah. for someone who's never read the Dark Times books. Right. So, you might find out later, because I'm sure at some point we'll do a retro on the Probably Dark Times series, it, yeah, and then, and then you, might be like, you might be like, oh, okay, now I understand that. Oh, book. that's who that was. Yeah, yeah, so... All right, next book was... A little bit of knowledge in that book there, guys. Yes. Next was uh, Old Republic number two. Yeah. I gave that one a borrow. I gave this one a borrow as well. Uh, So this was written by Alexander Freed, and pencils were by Dave Ross. And this is actually an improvement being a borrow, because I think the first one I gave a snarf. Yeah, I, I I actually like this one. It's pretty cool. It's got a nice cover yeah, of it. I thought it was all right. I thought it was significantly better than the first one. So basically, what happens? Yeah. So basically, what happens with this one is uh, Theron Chan finds Master Zoe, which is who he it, where we left off last time. He was going to go find him, and he wants to bring him back to Coruscant. But they're attacked by some these stealth fighter guys uh, trying to get Master Zoe. Also, they run for the ship and take off. Master Zoe wants to head for the Vesla system. But Theron has has to drug him because he's like going crazy, like we gotta go there and stuff like that, and he's kind of whacked out of his mind. Um, Shrooms, yeah, <laughs> he acts like that. Uh, we That'll see, a, we then see a flashback where Master Zoe is training Theron in like this cave and everything else, and he kind of sends him to a Jedi temple that's on the planet. All the Jedi is training in a cave, <laughs> and then the uh, the Jedi, yeah, Luke. <laughs> so then. Uh, the Jedi basically they they bring him back to health because he by the time he gets to the Jedi Temple he's like wiped out yeah. as a kid and they they basically tell him the Force is not in him <laughs> yeah and they turn him away they turn him away yeah. so then uh, then we go back to the present where Theron reports to Coruscant that uh, they actually want to investigate what Master Zoe is so interested in because he's concerned about some of the information that he's hearing. And that's where we leave off. Yeah. I gave us a borrow because I thought the art was pretty good. I did too. Um, I just 
would have liked a little bit more answers. Like, it could have went another yeah. maybe five, ten pages more. The story's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I like the fight and everything a else. nice little cliffhanger at the end. Yeah, a couple problems I have with it is, one, is I have no idea where the hell this series is going. Where it's going, yeah, and that's, that's where... Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't get... That's why I figured if there was a little bit yeah. more... Um, if we could see exactly why he's trying so hard for this kid to be a Jedi. I like how they threw a little Minoc in this page here yeah. in the panel there. The other thing I didn't... Why he wants him to be a Jedi so yeah. bad, and they're turning him away, and well, if there was like ten more pages to that story, and you could have maybe... That was the other thing that I kind of had a problem with this story, was he's training him in the cave, then he sends him to the Jedi Temple, and I'm like, why I don't really get this? Like, why was he... <laughs> Why was Master Zo away, away from, from the rest the Jedi of the Jedi Temple? Temple? Yeah, why is he not training And he's there? training someone there's independently. Gotta be some kind of, yeah, there's got to be some kind of thing where he's yeah. doing this on his own without the advice of the council. So so I was, there were was some confusing parts, but <laughs> overall, like it was it was okay. Like, yeah, it was okay. If you get a chance to borrow, it's worth it. So, all right, now... Get, your friends have it. Get yeah. a world. <laughs> now we got uh, Snake Eyes number three. And this was written by Chuck Dixon and drawn by Robert Atkins and Augustine Padilla. Uh, bye. Yeah, this is a bye. <laughs> um, Solid story. Yeah, so what we have here is we have Helix and I believe it was uh, Ice, uh, Iceberg. Iceberg, yeah. yeah. They're heading up and uh, they're trying to get away from all the troopers that are chasing them and everything else. And they've got Alpine. You know, he's he's, he's still on, alive. Still shot. He's still, still alive. alive. Yeah. Uh, then we get to uh, back to Snake Eyes, who is being interrogated. Interrogated uh, prisoner. Yeah. Um, Helix decides that she's going to stay behind to help go back and, you and get Snake Eyes. Yeah, and you could just see Snake Eyes a little through here, through the mask, and yeah. through the eyes. He's like all beat up. Beat to hell. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Helix decides she's going to stay behind and go back and get Snake Eyes. But Iceberg says, you can only do that if you make sure that we're not being followed anymore. Right, so, so she, she eliminates a couple She eliminates of, uh, all the guys. Snowtroopers. Now, Snake Eyes is stuck in his cell. and This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. he peels off the bottom of his foot... And he's got picks in there. Yeah, like... To help lock picks. Lock picks, yeah. It's like he's got a... I don't think he says prosthesis or something, but he's got, like, fake skin on yeah. his foot yeah. to where they didn't know he had, like, a pick set in there to yeah. pick his chains. It's like he's always ready, basically. Yeah. So the guards come in, and he takes them all out, but, of course, Kali Khan is... Talking re- to Slice and Dice, yeah. Is expecting that to occur. Yeah, and he's looking at it through, like, a, yep. an iPad or something. Yep. He sees all the information. So then, finally, Snake Eyes gets to this big... Open room, and there's all of his equipment. Again, Kali Khan was expecting. He just to left be it there. there from his uniform, yep. his visor, his katana blades. And I love this shot of Snake Eye standing there with all of his gear on, yeah. and Slice and Dice are at the top of the steps, and it's just like you know they're let's, in, let's do this. They're in for yeah. a world of, world of hurt. So then Iceberg is finally able to contact back to base and yeah, tell Scarlet, what's, Scarlet going what's going on. The problem is they're at the top of this mountain, and he knows that no one's coming up after them, yeah. but he notices that there's a it's whole not, bunch of snow. It's not snowing anymore, so snowing the weather... Anymore. Yep. So if the weather's good for them, it's going to be good for the... Right. Cold yeah, basically the reason they hadn't been chased by any, like... Uh, aerial assault because is because of the snow. Yeah. Well, now it's all cleared up, and they're at the top of the mountain, and he notices a bunch of trouble bubbles are coming up after Yeah, them. we so, got one, two, three, four, five, six trouble bubbles yep, coming up at after At least. So, uh, and that's where the issue leads Nice off. cliffhanger for that. So, yeah. So, it was very cool. Oh, speaking of which, remember how we weren't sure why all of a sudden we were seeing that Robert's not going to be on the book anymore? Yeah. He, I listened to his podcast, uh, one of his more recent podcasts. He's going to be on the issues until number four. So I assume okay. just till the end of the, maybe this first story arc, and then he's going to be doing covers going forward. Oh, I wonder why he's not. I don't know why he's not doing the interior. 
I tried reaching out to him, but I haven't heard anything back from him. Yeah, maybe he's busy or something. But yeah, I'm sure he's busy. But he did say, "Here's the good news." Yeah, is because he's not going to be tied down with that. He's going to finally be able to finish his work on Elder of the Runestone, and that book will actually come out this year. Oh, instead of three years ago, right? I got you. <laughs> so oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's good for him. So all right. So moving along, we've got uh, Cobra number three. And with this, we have a uh, writer is Mark, uh, Mark Costa. Who? <laughs> Mike Costa. Yeah. Glad you're paying attention. I know, right? And uh, artist Antonio Fuso. Hi, Mark. <laughs> so with this, we have... Uh, and let's just a little uh, quick hit here. This is my pick of the week. Okay. It almost was for me. This is my pick of the week. It almost was for me if it wasn't for another issue that came out. Okay. Uh, yeah, this was way up there. Uh, so we have Tomax is in his cell. Yeah. And he's just... He's trying to... Look at to see where weaknesses could weaknesses be. Weaknesses are, yeah. Uh, he's he basically everything's you know, bolted down. You can't get the sink. Yeah. You can't take the, the even the mirror is not even a mirror. It's just a piece of yep. polished steel. And what uh, what we see is Steeler comes back to base yeah. and he starts investigating stuff that's going on around the base. Uh, he he finds some you know passports and stuff like that in a little hostel. Uh, he's kind of investigating some some tips yeah, and everything else. Yeah, see what's going on from the previous issue where he lost some men. Yeah. So uh, then we go back to Tomax, and what he's doing is he's chipping away at the walls, and what With he's doing is taking the paint chips and yeah. he's putting them inside his food to make himself sick. He's ingesting them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then we have uh, Steeler is telling uh, basically I can't remember what the heck her name was. Um, but basically, it's it's their uh, informant the person, interrogator. Yeah, that they, there's a leak inside there. Well, she's not the interrogator. She's just kind of like debriefer type person. But they've yeah. mentioned her name in here, and they mentioned her name before. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but basically, he says, you know, we, we've got someone that's leaking out information. She she's like, there's there's there can't be a leak here. Yeah, she doesn't believe them and everything else. So then we got Tomax is in his bed, uh, hospital bed. Yeah, in the infirmary. And, yep, and then. As soon as someone comes, the doctor comes in to check on him. We found out that's not really him in the bed, and he takes the do- takes the doctor out. Well, takes his like an orderly. He, he yeah. tricks an orderly and puts yep. the orderly in bed. Yep. And the doctor comes. He takes out the doctor. He ends up uh, impersonating the doctor. Impersonating the doctor yeah. to get out. And then what he does is he goes to the main uh, security. Like security station. Yeah. And here we find out that the whole penitentiary. Is owned through dummy corporations by him. Yeah. So he knows all the security extensive codes. Enterprises. Yeah. yeah. He owned. He knows all the security That's codes. That's what I liked so, about. Oh it. yeah, it was awesome. MacGyver. As soon as they showed that, I was like, oh no. And so then he releases all the prisoners to help cover his escape. Yeah. And he orders a helicopter to come and get him. Right. And a suit. Yeah. Freshly pressed. Yeah. Freshly pressed. That's yeah, awesome. So uh, then we go back and we've got um, was it Breaker? Breaker. And he's talking to his. <laughs> His contact at the, the coil, coil, yeah, and just as he while he's talking, Steeler, Steeler walks, walks in and cliffhanger. Who the hell are you talking to? Exactly. So, so then Steeler finds out it is Breaker, pretty much. Well, we don't a good idea. We don't know yet because he goes, "Who the hell are you? Talking who are you talking to?" to? And, and that's all we know so far. Right. So, all right. So then going into GI Joe number three. Yeah, let's do that one. Uh, and what'd you have for this one? Oh, bye. Yeah, I had this as a bye. Uh, I remember for number two, we said, like, that that one was a borrow. It was a little bit weaker. Not much happened. Well, a whole lot of shit happens in this one. Yeah. And if you're, like, a Washington Nationals fan, I mean, DT, the first page you walk open yeah. here, 
she's got a, like a Washington Nationals jacket on, yeah. and, and this General is, Hawks wearing an "I Love Washington" T-shirt. Yeah, because they're in cap. they're in Washington. DC. So he's got the baseball hat on of the team. It's, so I just, uh, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, like it's baseball. written by uh, Chuck Dixon, Dixon. and uh, drawn by Javier Salteras. And uh, very pretty good art. I mean, there's certain points and where I like the look of Scarlet in this book a lot. Yeah, you've mentioned that before. I do. <laughs> she doesn't like, look like she's wearing a leotard. There are some faces that are a little wonky, like this guy's face right Yeah, here. but I'm just talking about the look of Scarlet, the no, way she's drawn. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about this him, guy. yeah. <laughs> he looks cheesy. So, uh, anyways, basically what happens... Amtrak. See, we're in an Amtrak thing, though. So. so, we're still at the point where someone has broken into the pit. Yeah, someone's infiltrated the pit. Everyone's freaking out. Oh, yeah, I can see what your face is here with the... Yeah, some of the faces are a little wonky. But I just like the, um, the way they, they drew her. Yeah. It, changed costume, I guess. I like the new change of the costume, the updated change. Yeah. You've mentioned that like three times already on the show. What's good? <laughs> okay. So, anyway, sir, keep going. We've got... Run, uh, roll. They're on red alert, so everything's red in the comic, which is I thought was kind of cool. Touch. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have Zartan being escorted, but of course, Storm Shadow shows up and frees him, and he then impersonate Zartan ends up impersonating one of the guards. So that they can help escape. We then have... Um, we probably should have covered this one first because we had... Tomac shows up <laughs> yeah. to actually take out uh, General Hawk. But he's taken down. And, oh, and he, he makes a reference to Chuckles, too. Yes. And he's actually captured. So yeah. that's why we probably should have covered this before we covered Cobra. Yeah, he's like, give this, my regards to Chuckles when yeah. you see him in hell. And this is something I really liked with this was... In this issue, Tomax is captured. And then in the Cobra issue... He escapes. He escapes. Yeah. So they're tying all the storylines together really yeah. well, uh, as long as you know the order to read them yeah. in, like, and, and which we obviously tone, didn't. The next panel, Dial Tone's like, chuckles, question mark, who's that? And Hawk's like, yeah, it's a long story, classified story. Right. Um, but I like it because you have two different writers, but obviously they're collaborating together. They're working together, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So if you read them all together, you get the bigger scope, yep. the bigger picture. So then we got Zartan and Storm Shadow. They head towards an escape pod. Reiner dressed as uh, guards and everything and else. Like and the, gu- the guys there at the uh, pod, the ship, say, whoa, we can't go in here. And, of course, they just take out the guys. Yeah, because he got a gun behind there. his back and a sword. Yep. Everyone's fleeing the base. Uh, Scarlet is back uh, with uh, Brain, is what his name is, who was trying to stop the whole meltdown from happening. Yeah, Brainstorm. Yeah. And uh, it didn't. He couldn't There's stop bra- it. Brainstorm and mainframe. Yeah. Right? But, so they basically uh, yeah. couldn't stop it. Uh, the yeah. base explodes as they're running out of the base. Yeah, and he gets radioactive. Yeah, he, he looks messed up. Yeah, he ends up uh, fighting it. And then at the very end of it, the whole pit base is blown up. Yeah. And we have uh, mainframe and Scarlet standing there, and obviously mainframe is... Holding hands? Yeah. He, almost embrace Because... Kind of, Because he's hot for her. Wanting to get it on... Cooper so, in the rear. I, yes. I mean, yeah. Why not? And then the other cool thing with this issue is you get the Andy, the uh, Andy Schmidt, Schmidt goodbye, yeah. and he and it's done as if it's like a a debriefing, a debriefing by General Hawk. Yeah. yeah. So that was very cool. Yeah. So goodbye, Andy. We will miss you. Uh, and moving on. Moving on. We have GI Joe number four. Uh, Dixon again. Chuck Dixon. Dixon and Salteris again. And uh, bye. This was a buy. Uh, this one not as strong of a buy as the last one. But still a buy. Still a buy. Still a buy. Still a buy, yeah. Uh, so I like this one, too, because you when we would open up here, we see uh, Rock and Roll, uh, I believe it's uh, Duke, and Beachhead. You mean Roadblock? Not Rock and Roll. That's, that's what I meant. <laughs> I was like, wow, Road, Rock and Roll's changed. Yeah, well, he's bald now. <laughs> he's a bald black man. <laughs> Roadblock, Duke, and Beachhead. Beachhead, yeah. yeah. So they go to, to check out this one uh, in 
area in Kariba, Zimbabwe. Where they're getting fire at, and they're like, you know, these guys are shooting AK-47s at us. Right. It can't be Cobra, their tech's too low. Right, exactly. So Duke ends up uh, he goes surviving, yeah. going inside. He goes yeah. inside, and here we find that's a quarantine area that Cobra had been doing experiments in this so area. So they would shoot him to scare him off to not come around here instead of putting up in quarantine settings. Right, exactly, because they didn't want anyone else to get infected. But Duke is. But Duke is. So and then we had a maybe, there's a scene maybe, of the maybe he'll die. I hope not. I hope so. Shut up. There's a scene of the Cobra Mamba. Nobody's that, that, safe. That airplane, <laughs> yeah. with the two pods. I yep. like that Cobra helicopter, the Mamba. And who's in that? But Zartan and Storm Shadow. Yeah, exactly. That's how because they were picked up by a pilot. Right. They decide they're going to circle back <laughs> and take out all the Joes that escaped the pit blowing up. Right. I think it's like Tunnel Rat and yep. a couple others. And uh, they actually get shot at, and the pilot of the the Mamba gets <laughs> destroyed because these jets come in to help give them some cover. But the two uh, but, side pods. But the two eject, side pods yeah. eject, and of course the jets uh, veer off because mm-hmm. they think that the Mamba is destroyed, but the two pods with Storm Shadow and Zarkan they, survive. They see them get away, yeah. Then we go to an ocean scene with this gigantic... Submarine. submarine. Yeah. At first, I thought it was the flag. Yeah. But it's a giant, huge. Oh my god! It looks so awesome, though. And who's in charge of it? Shipwreck. Right. (laughs) I'm like, really? But this is this is going to be. Well, I kind of like that because it's it's almost putting shipwreck up to like a more commanding role. Uh, Well, yeah. Either that, or I would have put like um. He's not the flag. Well, sure, but he's not like at least shipwreck's not the lonely squab anymore. Well, I mean, they they could have even used um, cutter. Because he outranks Shipwreck. Yeah, I like Shipwreck. Uh, Deep Six. I'm not saying I don't like Shipwreck. I like Shipwreck, don't get me so, wrong. But, but I mean, uh, even if you look at his officer badge, he's got like two bars. So, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. That's not hot. He's, he's in charge of this submarine. Maybe they have a bunch of submarines like this. Yeah, I just don't see But anyways, this is a... Uh, basically, they're turning this big submarine into their new pit, <coughs> pit their base, new headquarters. Yeah. Which I was like... the other was destroyed. I was like, this will be awesome. So... And then we got some I, I got excited about that because I was yeah. like... Because I was like... Ooh, maybe a new toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're scaling back. Right. And uh, then they get some guys. Well, I'm not going to buy it. Lifeline. I like the introduction of Lifeline. Yeah, here. that was so cool. in hazmat suits. So they come and take. They Duke come in, out. They yeah. They come to get Duke, but they're going to use Duke as a guinea pig for something to counteract what they have. Yeah. What Cobra did. It was so like hopefully a, they're going to try to save like those whole, other guys. Yeah, too. It was like a whole bio weapon. And then you got Flint and Scarlet. Yep. Uh, going off to an going old, at it. A ban- Shut up. <laughs> an old abandoned uh, base, base here. Which is what they're going to turn their new headquarters. They're going to turn that yeah. base into their new headquarters. And then we have... Uh, abandoned since 1988. Oy- yeah. Oyabun, which is another... I think he's one of the other... Um, candidates. Candidates. Yeah. And he meets up secretly with Storm Shadow to make sure that everything went according to plan. So... Yeah. Uh, and then to be... He asked about Zartan. He goes, yep. he was useful. And then yeah. to be continued. Right. So... All right, then we've got uh, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. This is number 168. Yep. Uh, and this was written by Larry Hama and drawn S. by S.L. Gallant. Yeah. Uh, a buy. This was a borrow for me. Really? I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I just didn't like it as much as the past couple issues. Uh, no, there's some things in here that I really did like and enjoy. The um, snow stuff I loved. Yeah. The snow stuff I love. The stuff back at base, a little wonky. And they're given. <laughs> I like how they they capture them all on the the Cobra Wolves here, right? Uh, Frostbite and uh, Iceberg, and uh, there's Blizzard, and yep. there's another one, um, Cold Front, I think. Yeah. So we, but here's the thing. Okay. But those guys are all chained to the back of their Cobra yeah. guards sitting there, the and wolves, they're all beat yeah. to hell. Yeah. So that's and then we've got um, Cobra Commander still in the rickshaw, which that was one of the wonky things for me. 
I'm like, he's still riding around it at night, and he looks like a lady. I like that. <laughs> he's got a dress on. That's a cape. It's a dress. That's a cape. That's a dress. <laughs> no, it's like baggy pants like MC Hammer. No, it's a dress. It's not a dress. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so anyways, one of the wolves uh, go back, wolf units go back to get Blizzard because they realize that there's no, someone no, else out there. Front. No, Blizzard is the guy that they're going back to get. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the Blizzard's guy that's free. Yeah, he's yeah. still out there, yeah. So they go back to get him and they see a ski post up there, but here it's just all a big ruse uh, so that he could take them out. Double back around, yeah. Yep. Uh, then we're... Then look, we get to the Ninja Turtles in the sewer. Yeah, this was also wonky to, for me because Crystal Ball acted like a little girl. About, I don't like being in the sewers, and he's sticking his tongue out. And I was like, really, dude? Well, it's like the asphyxiation because it stinks down there. Yeah, that's dumb. That's a G.I. Joe book. It stinks in the sewer, dude. You ever been down there? I understand, but Firefly's not acting that way. He's acting like a little woman. Well, I don't want to go in the sewer. Crystal Ball is a giant puss. I know. He's not like he was in the other book, the Cobra. No, I don't like him like that. So this is how this character is. Real life. I don't like him like that. True story. He's a puss. (laughs) I don't like him like that. True story. Go ahead. So, anyways, we're uh, we're back in the base. uh, Well, they're at the the tower. tower, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then we're back at the pit. Yeah. (laughs) And this was stupid also. Oh, about Dusty getting a coffee. Dusty, for go get coffee for everybody. Yeah, and then he goes in and you see sneak peek, and he told him, uh, "You know, aren't you gonna say hi to me?" I didn't. I'm the one who told your parents or your family you were dead. Right. He's like, "Sorry, dude, it's a need to know information. You don't need to know." Yeah. So apparently, Dusty ranks pretty low on the totem pole around yeah, here. Yeah, and you shouldn't. But if sneak peek is a little, I yeah. just, I just don't like the fact that oh, Dusty, go get us coffee. I was like, really? Yeah. And it's, the, no, it reminds back. You know what it reminded me of? Is it reminded me of what Rock was saying about like. We never see anyone use the bathroom. Like we yeah. never see anyone eat either. And here, here we go. Sent, yeah. We go send someone to get coffee. Yeah, and then you see him. Uh, you know, go around and he takes out a couple more guys. Here. Blizzard. Uh, Blizzard does uh, the Cobra. You realize our audience stuff. cannot see what you're looking at, right? Right. <laughs> so you have to describe. Blizzard what you're looking takes at. out a couple other guys. On <laughs> he takes out wolf. the wolf. Yeah. Uh, and then and there's another one coming. Toward then, him. He, then he comes back with the wolf towards the big unit to free his friends. and just plows right into him. And here he's actually not even in the wolf. He's not in it. Yeah. He goes and freezes friends. Then we got the Night Raven with the Baroness and Destro. Yeah, that was cool. But I like uh, I, I'm skipping ahead. Remember, we're supposed to do these quickly. Well, People I can read them. That. I just want to mention that's in there. <laughs> so we've got uh, so that's drawn beautifully. Yeah, we've got. Uh, Firefly and Crystal Ball going up the stairs, and Crystal Ball can't catch his breath again. Well, yeah, but... Really wonky. I mean, they want to take the elevators, but they tell him it's only, like, with 77 flights, you're okay? Yeah, and I think Crystal Ball should be able to handle 77 flights. I don't know. He looks out of shape. Right. Which, in G.I. Joe, should never be out of shape. He's a Cobra. Both. All right, go ahead. (laughs) In a G.I. Joe He's like, we're only a third of the way up. Only a third! So... Long story short, <laughs> yeah. Long, moving on, Blizzard saves. They finally, make it. Blizzard up there. saves everyone. Firefly and Crystal Ball sneak into the into the tower. And Crystal Ball uses a shield to, to brainwash the people like so they don't somebody else. Yeah, so they can get through. Um, the Night Creepers show up uh, in their little helicopter, but they are noticed early by Destro. Uh, by yeah, by Destro. Then and, they leave. Yeah, so they want they get out of there, and Crystal Ball and Firefly are left alone. And we leave off, it looks like Firefly and Mainframe. Mainframe. Fisticuffs. Well, Mainframe and, uh, yeah, on the for the next cover. Cover, yeah. But Joe Colton and Mainframe are there locked and loaded. And so is the chick. She got a little Uzi going yeah, there. Yeah, so. ready to so throw down. It was a cool issue. There was just, they like said, that it, there wasn't everything I loved <coughs> in the last two issues in there. So Well, I mean, this, this is what you're going to get with uh, a real American here. You're going to get some wonk into it, some cheese. The last two I didn't. So... Yeah. All right, so next we have uh, Star Wars Jedi, the dark side. 
which uh, it's number three. Right. And for this, I had it as a borrow. I did too. This is better than the last two issues. It was. Not much. Not, yeah, but it was. <laughs> uh, script for this was by Scott Ali. Or Ali. Uh, and then we had uh, Mahmoud Asrar as the artist. Asrar. Uh, still not a big fan of the art. <laughs> it's it's okay. It's not the greatest. Yeah. It's, we, have, just, uh, we basically have Qui-Gon Jinn talking to yeah, uh, Xanatos' okay, father. I, I still hate Xanatos. Yeah. We find out that there's a... This guy's kind of appeared in some of the past issues, too, but we didn't mention him. He's like this creeped out guy that's kind of organizing this whole thing, and he's evidently maybe the Behind dark... He might be the stuff. dark yeah. Jedi that yeah, that we heard about. Uh, then we have that that guy that's the dark Jedi. He meets up with that um, the guy that escaped in the first issue yeah. and kind of tells him what's going on. Uh, we have a little race yeah, between Xanatos and his sister... Big whoop de doo. But the cool part here was then we have Qui Gon trying to arrange a meeting in secret and everything else. And here right. we find it was this old guy. We find out later it's Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Uh, a little fight breaks out and he wants to know where everything's taking place. Yeah, um, what's going on? Yeah. And then we have. Uh, uh, what the heck was her name? Anyways, the, the chick Jedi. <laughs> the chick. <laughs> the chick. Uh, who Qui-Gon has the hots for. Uh, she also senses a, uh, an assassination attempt that's about to take place. And, and then they go into action. They, they go into action, yeah. but Xanatos' sister gets shot, yeah. uh, which is not good. And then, uh, basically, Xanatos is a whiny little baby about it. And that's about it. That kind of ends ends it there. The one thing that is said is uh, the female that Jedi that Qui-Gon's interested in she said, "Maybe this what tells Qui Gon. Maybe this wasn't Xanatos's test at all. Maybe it was yours. Your test, yeah. So that was kind of cool. Like I said it was. It's like a low borrow. Yeah, it's better than the last two issues. Right, but it, it's a low borrow. Then we had Star Wars. Yeah, and only borrowed if you read the first two. Yeah, <laughs> Star Wars Invasion Revelations number one. Uh, a higher borrow. I had this as a buy, but it kind of has a low buy. All right. Um, well. I borrow a little yeah. <laughs> There's some the, Luke Skywalker in yeah, this one. It's the start of a story. Yeah. We have Luke Skywalker at the beginning. He's taking on... He's a little older the, in life. ...the Yuzan Vong, yeah. which I th- wish I had seen more, more of that. Of that and yeah. that's why I kind of made it a low buy. I still it's, like the rest of the story, but I wish yeah. we had more of it. Right. Uh, so we go back to uh, Finn Galfridian, and he's with that crazy-ass Jedi guy. Yeah. He's fixing his uh, robot prowl and making him a little bit better and a little, yeah. little deadlier. Yeah. Then we have... Uh, there's a lot of interaction. Yeah, a lot of interaction between the two of them. Those guys. Uh, then we have Finn's sister, uh, and uh, Kay, and she is... Uh, they're basically doing a mourning ceremony for all those that died, died yeah. on that base. We find out... Uh, we also go back to that Jedi that was captured by the Yuzan Vong, and he's still fighting back, but they you know, they're basically telling him that's going to be short-lived. Uh, and that they're going to... And I guess, basically, the long and short of that is, there's, uh, I guess, no romance between the Vong. Right, they're not supposed to be romance, and but there is. And there's a secret romance going on there, and one of the, the guy fighting back, he actually touches the girl. Right. So, like, the guy, like, breaks his arm off. Actually chops his hand off. Yeah. yeah. 
the Jedi, yeah, the Jedi actually places a hand on on his woman, yeah, and he chops his hand off. So and there's supposed to be no romance or no intermingling right. with the Vaughn exactly. Itself, and there there is going on with these two. So then we have uh, Finn and uh, the other Jedi. They actually arrive on Coruscant because they know an assassination attempt's going to be happening, and they know that the Yuuzhan Vong can disguise themselves as to be other people. people. Yeah. So he shows up in, and then also we see Kay and her mom. In that Yuuzhan Vong ship, they Which get approached. Really cool, like a Star Cruiser. Yeah, they get approached by a uh, Empire Star Destroyer yeah. who starts firing on them because they think that they're the Vong. And uh, Finn sneaks inside to this ambassador place where we got Borsk Falia, which is a pretty well-known expanded universe character. He's a Bothan. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. So that lets you know what a Bothan looks like. Yeah, like a goat. Right. <laughs> he falls below. Yeah, and he, he was like hiding above. Yeah, he was hiding above, listening in, and then he falls below, and he points out that the one Imperial guy is actually used um, on Vong. Vong. Well, he says, I know what you are, and the guy ends up kicking him in the head, knocking him out, and they are basically looking to get him out of that yeah. room by the time the uh, the issue, issue ends. ends yeah. So, so. Good story. Yeah, that's all. I'm looking for the next one. Star Wars and all the G.I. Joe. I think we have a yep, couple now we just Transformers. got Transformers and we're all set here. Yeah. All right, so we got for Transformers number 21 by Costa and uh, art by Guido uh, Guido Guidi and Brendan Cahill. Cahill? I gave 21 a borrow. I gave it a borrow also. Uh, I would say if you are just jumping on to Transformers mm-hmm. and want to get, because you want to read Chaos with us. Yeah. Which I think is going to be awesome. I do too. Then I'm I looking would, forward to Then this. I would say you should buy this issue because it'll bring it'll you up to bring speed, up speed yeah. what's going on. Yeah. For us who have been following all along, we kind of saw it's this almost happening. a recap. Yeah, it's like, well, it's kind of setting everything up, but it's setting everything up the way we thought it would happen. Right. Which is Hot Rod shows back up on Earth with, with, the Matrix, with all yeah. the guys that he was with previously. Yeah. So we got Wheelie, Ironhide, Sunstreaker, all that. He's got the Matrix. He's yeah. got the Matrix. He gives it back to Prime. Him and Prime have interaction back and forth. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Prime uh, and Bumblebee talk. And Bumblebee is going to still be the, the lead, leader, leader on yeah. Earth. Prowl's going to stay behind with him. But Prime is going to take a bunch of other Autobots and blast off using Omega Supreme. To head back towards Cybertron. To back to Cybertron. Then we have a second story, which is the uh, police action prologue, where we have Prowl is talking to Megatron. Megatron. Yeah. Kind and, of interrogating him, see what's yeah, going on. Seeing if they can find out what's going on. Then There's Prowl, some underlying tones with Prowl. Oh, yeah. Too. I, there could be something going on with him. Yeah. Prowl is, uh, also talks with Thundercracker, because remember, Thundercracker started being a good, good guy, guy yeah. in a sense. Then but he leaves. Thundercracker just leaves because he's like, what do you think was going to happen? I was going to turn into an Autobot. Yeah, I was going to change overnight. Yeah, and so he just leaves because... It's not that I don't want to be bad. These are my political beliefs. Yeah. I just believe this. Yeah, he just so he just decides to leave. And, and we end... We end with... With just Prowl. Yeah, looking, doing, looking up Woodwicky. Stuff Spike, about yeah. Spike, so... Um, there's more than meets the eye. Yeah. Prowl there. Well, Something's going on with Well, him. and remember that this this story is going to be called Police Action. Yeah. Prowl's a cop car. Cop car, yeah. So, it was a borrow. I liked it. Yeah. I would put it at, like, a high borrow, because I, I did like it. Yeah. I would say it is... The only a, reason it's a, it's a borrow, not a buy, is because, it, like I said, it's almost a recap. Right. Us, so to say. It's kind of just setting things up for those... And for someone that's been following it all along... I would say if you've not been reading Transformers, buy this issue. Especially if you want to read Chaos. So then we have Transformers number 22. And this was written by James Roberts, Roberts. and drawn by Alex Milne. 
This was my total buy. Okay. Uh, I loved this issue. So basically what we do is, just to give the long and short of it for the interest of time. The short and curly is, uh, is that we get some glimpses back into Megatron's, Megatron's past. past yeah. And he actually knows new Impactor, mm-hmm. who we saw in Last Stand of the Wreckers. Right. And we find out that they were like minors and that there's a ruling class and all that type of stuff. And they don't Different want, social structures. Yeah. And yeah. Megatron actually doesn't want to cause any conflict. He's not interested in, in conflict. No. But he will step in to help out his friend. Yeah, uh, we get a whole discussion between Prime and Megatron because Megatron wants to know, or Prime wants to know why Megatron why surrendered. surrendered. Yeah, and they have this whole discussion, which, oh my God, if you, you ever have to read it, if you ever wanted to know the relationship between, between Prime, Prime and Megatron. Megatron, you need to pick up this issue. Yeah, read this. You don't have to read any other issue other than this one. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that, but yeah, but I mean, it, just to get the you get a whole history of these characters. These two, yeah, you find out why what Megatron views as being peace. They talk about past battles they've had, past battles, how many times they've killed each other, yeah, what they've done to each other. <laughs> so, and then there's a council of what to do with Megatron. Right. If he's found guilty, should and we so keep him alive? Pick Prime him trial? Goes, yeah. Should we execute him now? Prime blah, blah, blah. goes back in and is just like, "What you know? Tell me why you surrendered. Tell me what you're looking to do." And Megatron basically turns into his ass self again. So Prime's like, "Be careful what you wish for." And he throws the switch that electrocutes Prime or electrocutes Megatron. Yeah. And he tells Omega Supreme, "You should have stopped me." Uh, stopped the the charge for as long as I did, and Mega Supreme said I did. It's just you saw the after effects of of him getting zapped, uh, and then we close with the past look at Megatron, where he he finally gets released from prison because he helped Impactor fight some upper class Cybertronians. Yeah, and he's getting released, and people keep calling him the wrong name. Yeah, they keep calling him Megatron Trone. and stuff like that, and he's yeah. like, and then they go, oh, it's like Electron, and he goes. No, it's it's more like neutron, as in the bomb. Yeah. And he walks out, and it's to be continued. But this he looks also at himself like in a. Like I saw what he looks at himself yeah. in a mirror. He throws the mirror back, and if he looks at the shape of the glass, it almost looks like a Decepticon logo. Yeah, it does, and that was really cool too. Because at this point in time, he he's just like a minor. Yeah. And then, uh, but this also shows like the very first time that. Megatron and Optimus Prime met because Prime was like a data guy at, bar- at the prison and everything else. or something like that. Yeah. Well, no, he was he was basically oh, yeah, yeah, their the, data the, collector. Yeah, like um, he was basically chief of police, kind of guy behind the desk. Yeah, he's. I wouldn't even say a chief of police. He was just like, <coughs> he was just like the guy that said, "Here's your stuff that you had when you, came in, when you came in." Yeah, all that type of when stuff. You were arrested. So. You had like three dollars, a pocket yep. knife, and a yeah. So really, really cool. All right, so let's go into uh, the the castle run now. All right, so we've got uh, number two issues. Yeah. So I'm going to jump into Star Wars because that one should be, take us pretty quickly through it. Because again, it's pretty much tied into the movie. Um, almost follows it word for word. Yeah, sometimes. almost. All except sometimes. for maybe one part of it. Um, so when it came to remember, I said if we had information on uh, these issues, I was going to bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was written. It came out in August 1977. Okay. Written by Roy Thomas and is penciled by Howard Chaikin. Chaikin? Uh, yes. Yeah. I like Chaikin in Star Wars. I don't like him so much now. Uh, this issue was reprinted as part of Marvel Special Edition featuring Star Wars number one, Marvel Special Edition featuring Star Wars number three, and Marvel Movie Showcase number one. Okay. Um, the character design for Jabba the Hutt is taken from the aliens in the cantina scene. 
George Lucas never came up with the, a satisfactory design for Jabba during the production of Star Wars, and as a result, the actual appearance of Jabba was not set until the release of Return of the Jedi six years later. Yeah. Uh, this so meant... This Jabba that doesn't look like a slug. No. <laughs> this meant that the artist working on the comic adaptation only had production sketches, photos, and a script to work from. Mm-hmm. The character that was ultimately chosen as the model for Jabba in the comic book later became identified with the Star Wars universe as Jabba's accountant, Mosep. And his species, it was named as a Nimbanel. Nimbanel. Yeah. Marvel's use of Mosep as a stand-in for Jabba inspired his financial connection between Nimbanel and the Hutt's crime, criminal empire. So they kind of use it later. Yeah, he, they sent him in place of Jabba. Now, Jabba the Hutt is spelled with, it, with one, T, one T. And that spelling continues until issue number 67, which is almost the end of the whole run. Yeah. Wonder what happened that made them change the spelling. <laughs> Couldn't be another movie, was it? (laughs) Lightsaber is also spelled differently. It's spelled S-A-B-R-E instead of E-R. And that spelling continues until issue number 12. Hmm. Um, I noticed the... the, I didn't notice the lightsaber spelling, to be honest with you. I did. It did did stand out a little bit to me. As in the case with Star Wars number one, there are five different printings of the issue. The rarest and most valuable is the Marvel printing with the 35-cent cover price, just like number one was. The $0.35 cent price appears with a square, not a diamond, and the black UPC lines appear in the white box in the bottom left corner. So, same thing as number one. Yeah. That's the most rare issue. All right, so when it comes to the story, we open up and we've got uh, the Luke's sand people. Been knocked out by the yeah, sand people. Sand people standing over him. Typical stuff. Yeah, now, Kenobi comes and saves him. Yeah, this is the, and this is actually a little bit more bre- abbreviated from... What we see in the movie, mm-hmm. he does hand over the lightsaber, lightsaber to him. He to gives him the explanation. Yep. A pupil, I was, a pupil, I was training Darth Vader. Turned yep. to dark side, killed your father, betrayed him. Now he does explain a little bit more about what the Force is. He does in this yep. than he does in the movie. Right. We also get a different looking robot as far as the interrogator droid for Princess right, for Leia. Princess Leia, yeah. So it's if not you remember, the, the needles, yeah, yeah. Because if you remember, it's like. When Darth Vader comes in, we will discuss the location of your hidden rebel base, and she freaks out. It was a glowing, uh, not a glowing ball, but a black ball right, droid the, that flew in. Needles, yeah. This is like this green droid that's walking up. So then, of course, Luke and, and Obi-Wan come across the sand crawler. Uh, that, that sold the droids. Right. The Jawas had that sold the droids. And right. he figures out they're going to go home. Yep, and then we have, uh, the dis- we have actually a little bit more discussion of... Vader and Moff Tarkin talking about how to find out where the rebel base is. Maybe even a little bit more than we saw in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have uh, Obi-Wan and Luke and all of them showing up at the uh, cantina. cantina. Uh, we have Chewie, who looks more like a Bigfoot in this than Sasquatch ever before. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do have the whole scene with uh, Ponda Baba, but Ponda Baba doesn't look he like doesn't he does in the, the movie. Yeah, he doesn't look the same at all. Uh, Dr. Neither Evison. Doctor Evison looks a little bit different as well. Right. He looks a little bit more like the movie version and a little shorter. Yeah, um, but yeah, Pondababa doesn't no. look anything like him. So he doesn't uh, have his cool jacket on either. Exactly. So then we also have uh, Han. He's hanging out, uh, and they they do the whole you know the yeah. Kessel Run. Like, yeah, the, we could buy our own ship for that. Whatever. Negotiating the price. Blah blah blah. Exactly. So then uh, we have, of course, Han is approached by. Uh, Greedo, who speaks English. Speaks English. <laughs> and let's just set the record straight here. 
Han fires first. Oh, very clearly in this. Yeah. Uh, he blasts Greedo. In the chest. It yeah. Like... And Greedo goes flying back. Yeah. So, uh... And he flips him the coin, you know, yep. sorry for the mess, blah, blah, blah. And they, uh, Luke and... Bay 94. Yep. Luke and uh, Obi-Wan are being, uh, followed. followed by a spy, but it doesn't look like Garidian, or Garandin, yeah, like the movie, yeah. the long snout guy. Uh, then we have the infamous scene... That was put back in the movie of Han talking to Jabba, except this is the Jabba who looks like a humanoid, and he's got a yellow face, green long, gloves, green gloves, yellow orange, and he's accompanied suit. by some other alien guys, and they have the whole discussion like you just saw in the movie. Yeah, um, but it's with this weird-looking guy that's it's supposed, to be, Jabba supposed the to be Jabba the Hutt. Then we have them escaping. Yeah, uh, Stormtroopers fire them. Yep, they they fall out. They, they Chewie hit it to hyperspace. Yep. And they blast off, heading for Alderaan. And that's where we leave off. And that's where we leave off for this issue. So, it was fun. I mean, yeah. it's Just pretty... subtle differences from the movie, but <laughs> yeah, for so... the most part, it does follow the movie yep. script. Uh, then we have, for G.I. Joe Real American Hero, number two. Uh, this was August of 1982. It was $0.75. Cents. So i tell you the price. Yep. For this one, uh, it's the first appearance of Quinn. The character Quinn. Yeah, Eskimo Tracker Quinn, yeah. Uh, Stalker uses his trademark cursed dag. For the first time. Yeah. Uh, which I think is where Keith gets it from. Dang. Dang. <laughs> uh, well, this and one's Larry Hama and Don Perlin. It's also the first reference of to Snake Eyes having a facial disfigurement. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's Larry Hama and Don Perlin. So that that was all the information I had on this one. Yeah, basically so. it's uh, Panic at the North Pole. Yep. And, uh, I mean, basically what happens is... Uh, you see the guys again, and they, they talk about their mission, and there's uh, you know some briefing at the Pentagon going on here. And they decide they, to you know, bring in G.I. Joe. Yeah. Who's going to be perfect for this assignment? And they, they come and get you know they, stalker. And you see all the and you see all the people in that they're, they're getting. They're the people that they're getting. You get to see some of their hobbies. You think stalker's hunting down a, a deer, yeah. But what he's actually doing is he's, he's actually poachers. Well, he's actually just trying to take photographs. Yeah. I don't even think they mention poachers. Yeah. I think he's, he's, it looks like he's hunting the deer, but then when the helicopter shows up to he's take him camera, away, yeah. he's got a camera. Then we have uh, uh, Breaker, who, oh, yeah, well, Breaker, who uh, there's some girls that think he's kind of cute and everything else. They're going to invite him to lunch for some coffee, but then all of a sudden he disappears because he gets a uh, call yeah, in on call, that. Yeah. Then we have Scarlet, who's at a karate in tournament, Diego, yeah. and uh, she's doing the sweep the leg, Johnny. Yeah. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. No sensei. No mercy. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then she she basically gets called away, but her sparring partner... Uh, gets back up. And gets back up and tries to and charge her again. It looks yeah. like she kicks her head off. Yeah, there's a big... <laughs> with <whack>. an explosion. <laughs> and then they come in to get snake eyes, and he's in a isolation, isolation uh, or something, de- yeah. deprivation unit. Sentry deprivation they go, unit. Oh my god, that face! Yeah, and he puts his mask on. Uh, so then they're flying off to uh, to the Arctic, the North Pole, uh, <laughs> to see Santa. And, and polar bears. Their only their only mission is to observe. Observe, yeah. and if they can, they're supposed to get back some of the data that was taken away. Right, uh, but without any confrontation. Right, so they're underneath a, a tarp in the snow. You know, they're monitoring, monitoring, the, monitoring this Russian base camera work. This Russian. They camp. see an Eskimo come in. Uh, you know, who's that? That's you know, Eskimo with thirty caliber machine gun belt around them with a yep. 
skull, weasel skull necklace. Yeah. And they realize... Why is there one Eskimo out here a thousand miles yeah. out of nowhere? He must have been flown in. Yeah, he, he goes inside to the base. And he he's in for a couple of seconds. Comes back two, out. Comes back out and leaves. So they decide to go in because he left the door open. And they realize that everyone inside's dead, but it wasn't that they... He killed... Yeah, the, they've been the dead The Eskimo killed They've been yeah. killed for a while. They're all stiff. Yep. And basically what they found out is that Cobra... Or somebody was running some tests and to make people get paranoid. Yeah, key components are missing there. Right. But and they were running paranoid tests yeah. uh, to use as a weapon, and there was a leakage. Yeah, and then Snake and basically all the a bomb planted. Yep. Yeah. But basically all these guys died because they were getting paranoid, and then the heat turned off and they died. They died, yeah. So, yeah, and then there's an explosion that happens because Snake, like you said, Snake Eyes found the yeah, bomb that was Quinn on. planted Quinn a bomb. Quinn left. Yeah. So they all get out. The th- place blows up. Yep. They decide they're going to go after the Eskimo. Because they have the information, yeah. And so. uh, and then on the, this one page here... We, There's a dossier. They get there. a dossier of Quinn. And this guy knows how to do everything. Yeah, especially <laughs> skilled. Uh, expert tracker, yep. hunter, woodsman, speaks English, Russian, French, Finnish, uh, German, and three... Uh, what is it? Indolent dialects. Yeah. An expert with a rifle. Inuit, yeah. Uh, rifle, pistol, longbow, harpoon, and plastic explosives. Yep. So they finally do catch up the, to The him. main thing, though, the personality trait, yep. I wanted to bring this up. He goes, uh, subject never lies, always fulfills contract obligations to the letter. Yep. Will not divulge any information about former employers or operations for any reason, but never lies to the letter. Right. So that comes back into play at the end of the yep. book. And uh, so they do sneak up on what they think is him, but here uh, he actually was hiding Hiding out, behind, yeah. And he makes them all and turn the over their guns, thing, yeah. uh, and he takes all of their... Takes all their guns and puts it on his dog sled, and he rides away. They decide they're still going to go after him, so they make this yeah. sled out of the. There was an airplane that had crash landed right, there yeah. that they believe what brought Quinn what brought there. Him there, yeah. And they decide to uh, they make this sled with a sail, and they just Snake Eyes wants to bring the explosives with them, even though there's no uh, detonator, detonator charges. charges. So much like uh, once they they realize they can get ahead of them, they go to this overpass area. And they set a trap, and much like the G.I. Joe book we just read, Snake Eyes had some stuff stashed in his shoe. In his boot, yeah. <laughs> so these Snake Eyes always right has here. stuff down by his feet. <laughs> so if you want to ever capture him, check his shoes. Right. So, so then they get out of there, they blow up the overpass, the snow falls on top of them. Yep. They get out, they jump Quinn. Yep. You know, there's a fight that goes on. Snake Eyes grabs one of the guns. Points the Uzi at him and nothing. Yep. Quinn's like, "Yeah, I took your firing pins out. It's a nice little decoration for my weasel skull necklace." Yep, I loved it. And uh, so then he takes the information and he feels that these people are honorable people. The Joes mm-hmm. are. So, but he doesn't lie. So he ends up meeting up with with the uh, the guys the the contact who the paid him contacts yeah. who paid him hands over the information. They also he kind of reveals that the Joes are still they're on their way, there, tracking me. Yeah. And uh, they were like, "You you set us up," and he's like, "No, I fulfilled what I was supposed yeah, to do. I got the stuff and gave it to you. That's all I'm." Supposed and he goes, to "By do. the way, they they have guns without firing pins, but I left the pins about a mile back, yeah. a mile away from here. They're four miles away, and you're one mile away. If you really." You really run if you can really. If you, it, but they're, remember that they're better trackers than you, and they'll probably find the pins first. And we close with the Joes found their guns, and they're in pursuit. Yeah, yeah, and they're in pursuit. And I love that ending because you just 
know what's going to happen. Yeah. They didn't have to tell you what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, you kind of know. And I like the fact that uh, Snake Eyes now has the Weasel Skull Necklace. The Weasel Skull Necklace, yeah. yeah. That was very cool. Trademark so, of Queen. Yeah, I, I really liked this issue. It I did too. It was really, really cool. So I did too. It was a lot of fun. And I will make a point of this because, if you notice, there was a lot of military comments and terms made in here, but no one felt the need to explain what they were, which was my problem with some of those G.I. Joe or American Hero issues we've been reading recently. They mentioned a lot of different military things. Without well, they gave you a whole dossier. What the hell? Sure, they gave you a whole dossier because you need to know who that character is. But like when they would mention certain military things, they didn't put a little box saying, "Here's what that means." Like where? Where would you? I, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go word by word, yeah, dude. I don't see any of that. <laughs> That's because I'd have to go word by word, word to by show word, it. Yeah. They don't. But, they, I mean, there's there no is need. An, there is an ad for Bonkers candy. Yeah, there. there's no need. Yeah, in the original, yeah, I had I had watch. some of these robot watches. I had two of them. Nice. I had two of these robot watches. Yeah, I never did. So, but I did like Bonkers candy. <laughs> I did like Bonkers candy. That's very good. All right, then last. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, then last but not least, we have uh, Transformers number two. Right. And with this one, I have uh, it came out in November 1984, and it was also 75 cents. It was written by Bill Mantlo and Jim Salakrup and okay. penciled by Frank Springer. Uh, it was advertised as part two of a four-issue limited series. Sparkplug in the uh, story mention, uh, states that he's a mechanic, not a doctor, which unfortunately is a Star Trek reference hmm. to Dr. McCoy, who's always like, damn it, Jim, I'm a, I'm a doctor. doctor, not a scientist or whatever. Uh, during the fight at Witwicky's house, here's something interesting to kind of look for in this issue. Optimus Prime's uh, trailer sits parked in view. Uh, Prime had yet to learn how to make his uh, trailer conveniently disappear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Megatron appears in the cover corner box of both this issue and number four. It's the only times in the U.S. run that the Decepticon was featured. Although the Decepticon uh, uh, symbol Insignia, yeah. uh, was featured in issue number 80. Okay. Uh, Decepticons would get a little bit more love in the UK corner boxes. So, yeah, it's usually Prime or yeah. just another Autobot. So uh, what we have here is we have Megatron it, and the rest of the Decepticons. Know, yeah, they, it's called Power Play. And we have, uh, they notice a power, nuclear power plant. Uh, so they ravage sneaks down. And, That's where they're going to generate energon. Yeah, and he gets some information about what's going on there. And uh, we have also Megatron uh, calls for the attack uh, on, on the base there, or on the uh, nuclear power plant. <coughs> and they start taking it over. Uh, they try to, The humans try to make a call out as far as you know needing some help, but Frenzy, used appropriately, yeah. is able to block the signal. So he's not just like Rumble. Yeah, exactly. But we do see Rumble later, but he doesn't have his pile driver arms. He kind of does a dance <laughs> yeah, <he kinda laughs> to cause shaking and yeah, everything else that occurs. Stomps his feet almost. Right. Yeah. Uh, they start take, the Decepticons start taking components that will allow them to uh, get Energon. Then at the Witwicky Auto Repair store. Yeah, then we're at the Witwicky <laughs> Auto Repair. And uh, basically Spike's trying to convince his dad that the this, this car, car is yeah. not a car; it's alive, and he's Talk like, to me or, "Yeah, he's like, well, you just got your friend O up there and stuff like that." And he starts looking at the car, and he realizes it is a little bit different. But he's like, "You know what? I repair a lot of things during the day. I might as well repair another car at night." So he goes ahead and and starts working on Bumblebee. Bumblebee then, once he's repaired, transforms on the lift on the lift, and and he looks like the toy version of Bumblebee in his, yeah, his face he's got and everything little, else. Uh, horns. Yeah. yeah, in his face, but he doesn't. He so he doesn't look like the cartoon version that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. However, if you look at the cover 
of issue number two. We have Bumblebee laying here on the ground, and he's got more of the face like the cartoon, cartoon version. Yeah. So I found that kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so they deci- uh, Bumblebee decides that he needs to uh, go let Prime know what's going on. And so when Wiki gets in the car... Yeah, so Spike goes with him, and his dad just like, yeah, go ahead, go sure, for a ride. Right. go with the alien car. <laughs> it's all good. We see Ravage is actually exploring the, the city, and he can still talk. Yeah. <laughs> and we see... O and Spike's... Well, to me, they're still kind of like thought bubbles, I guess. Yeah. We see uh, O and Spike's girlfriend, Jessie. Yeah. Jessie's girl. Yeah, that's right. And she's watching him with those eyes. And she's loving with that body. I just know it. And he's holding her in his arms late, late at night. You know, I wish that I had Jessie's girl. I wish that I had Jessie's girl. What can I find? Uh, and then uh, I, love, I love that song. He uh, Ravage recognizes them as connected to the human Buster. Oh, we oh. said we said Spike, well, Spike as Buster. Buster yeah. yeah, I keep common that. misconception. <laughs> so, so you uh, US. People. Yeah, Ravage uh, Ravage notices the connection of these people to Buster, who was in touch with the Autobots. Right. So he transforms and jumps into O's boombox that he just so happens to be carrying on his one, shoulder. Yeah. So now he's cassette form. Now, here's something really interesting. Uh, I don't think you would have known this reference because it's X-Men related. But they really tried to make Transformers, at least the four first four issues, tied into the Marvel Universe. Because from the boombox was a report and uh, as far as what song just played. And they say, and that was a lady who calls herself the Dazzler. Dazzler is one of the X-Men. Yeah. It was just... That was something I, I'd like to see more often in comics these days. Just little... Nods to other, other characters things, and yeah. other books and stuff like that. Make it all one universe. Well, sometimes in uh, like especially, especially like Marvel, it, they'll make reference to something else in New York. Yeah, but like sometimes you would like in other books, you'd see Spider Man <laughs> swinging in the background, and they'd have a little blurb that says, "For more on what Spider Man was doing, check out." Oh, that this happened issue. a lot in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, and I liked that yeah. stuff. Like this was like, yeah, that's cool. This like made me go, "Well, who's Dazzler?" But yeah. I knew because he was, was an X Men character. So, um, so I like to point that out because we have X Men listeners. Finally, uh, Buster reveals to his friends that this car is alive. Right. And they report what, they, what they're looking to do, and Ravage records it all, and he goes back then to he report ejects, it. Yeah. form again. He goes back to report it to Megatron. Megatron yeah. uh, we have, uh, basically, Prime and the Autobots are talking to uh, the Ark, mm-hmm. and the Ark's trying to repair itself. And while that's all happening, uh, they get a call from Bumblebee. Who tells? Who goes back to? They go back to Witwicky's location because Bumblebee realizes he's lower on fuel than he fuel, thought he yeah. was. And in this story, Bumblebee is what he is. He's a scout. Yeah, and that's what he's doing. And I like that. And sure. they, and they had uh, Sparkplug, where they finally mentioned his name in this issue. They didn't mention it in the first one, first but Sparkplug, one. which is the father, he's he had volunteered to create a way to turn human fuel into like gasoline and stuff like that into the energon. Energy, yeah. And so uh, Bumblebee decides to go back there because it's probably the safest bet for being able to get some energy. But he does radio back to Prime and tell him what's going on. That, you know, Megatron's got this nuclear power plant and that's not good because that's like the ultimate power on this planet. So Prime says, I'm going to go ahead and with the rest of them. And, he's, and he leaves a few of the Autobots behind to uh, like ratchet and everything to help fit, finish fixing the arc. Then we have 
Prime transforms. Uh, Prime yeah. shows up, and he and spark plugs. Wow, he's even bigger than Bumblebee. Yeah, uh, we have the neighbors also. We're we're uh, looking in Surprised, on, yeah. on all these cars showing up and stuff like that. Uh, the jets show up. All the seekers, the seekers, yeah, they show up and they start attacking all the Autobots. We find out here that uh, Sunstreaker and Sideswipe, Sideswipe are brothers. Yeah. This is the first time that's mentioned. Because they are very similar looking. Yep. Explains the family connection. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, and there's definitely some miscolorings that happen. I oh, know it happens without yeah, this whole thing. Yeah. Sunstreaker is colored with some blue and oh, red. Red hood, yeah. Yeah, so there was a lot of that happening. in car with a red hood. Yeah, there was a lot of that happening in these days. But we have you know a big battle scene going on, and basically what Megatron wants to do is he wants to get his hands on Sparkplug because he wants Sparkplug the knowledge to, the knowledge to right. create the Energon. And Ravage attacks Mirage. Yep. Uh, we And Mirage in this is a little bit more true to form. Uh, he doesn't want to fight. Now, on this one, too, you said mentioned the, car, the, car, the, the figure. Braun looks like the figure. Yeah, looks like the action figure rather than the cartoon version. Yeah, because if you flick him up underneath, the head's underneath. Yeah, it. it's really weird because in this issue, Mirage at first is like, let's go get him. Yeah. And then he's actually like wanting peace. And Very in the car- passive, yeah. And if you remember in the cartoon, Mirage never wanted to fight. He wanted yeah. wanted the peace. Megatron stomps on Bumblebee, uh, grabs Sparkplug. Fittingly. Prime shows up and blasts him in, in, the, in the hand. And that causes him to drop spark plug. He doesn't shoot him in the hand that has spark plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be wrong. Optimus Prime gets nailed by a car that Megatron throws at him, but then Prime picks up an uh, engine, engine block or something. Yeah. Engine block and throws at yeah. Megatron. It's like throwing rocks at each other. Exactly. <laughs> then we have uh, Buster trying to go save his dad, but uh, Starscream, who is drawn like Thundercracker. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> picks up spark plug. He's colored like Thundercracker. Picks up spark plug and flies off. Then we see Megatron transform. Megatron into gun, transforms yeah. into a gun and in gun form hops up into Thundercracker. Right, the actual Thundercracker. Because you can do that. Right, you can do that. A gun. I've seen guns bounce all the time. Sure. And then we have Ravage transforms into Cassette, who also bounces up into Skywarp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have Prime uh, talking to Buster, and he's like, you know, don't worry, my little friend. We're going to go ahead and yeah. help him. But without immediate refueling, it's impossible. Yeah. And they kind of start falling over. The Autobots used up pretty much all their energy. So they're like very weakened state. Yes. And uh, we actually have Jazz sitting here on the ground, and he's colored like hound. hound. Yeah. <laughs> so Buster thinks to himself, how will they be able to rescue Dad when it looks like they can't even help themselves? Yeah. And next issue, along came a Spider-Man. Yeah. So again... They're crossing They're over. trying to cross over. They're trying to bring... The, well, that was just to jumpstart this and sell it as Spider-Man's in this book. Maybe somebody sure. will buy and look at it. But I, 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 I liked how they were trying to make it part of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, it was very Again, cool a lot of that. crossovers in Transformers. Yeah. They even did it with G.I. Joe. So next issue, issue number three, we'll be able to see some Spider-Man action. Right. And this is during the... Well, I'll, I'll wait to save that information for next time. Okay. So, but uh, yeah. There's a teaser. Very cool. Very cool. There's a teaser. So. All right, so uh, that's that's, uh, that's pretty that's much Kessel everything. Run. Yeah, that's Castle Run, and a uh, lot of issues to cover this time, but it was a lot of fun. It was, yeah. Uh, I definitely am enjoying the Marvel runs right now. Transformers number two, a lot easier to read than Transformers number one. A lot less wordier. <laughs> it was a lot less wordier. We're yeah. getting into the action now. Yeah, Star Wars pretty much follows the movie for the most part. Yeah. Some deviations. G.I. Joe is 
there's a book over here, there's a book over here, their stories are really not intermingling They're yet. They're not, not yet. But they will. But they will. And we're not getting... What I do like also that they're doing with G.I. Joe is they're not trying to start introducing even more characters in the second issue. Right. We're still dealing with the same characters that were in the first issue, so this way you can get right. to know them. Well, you're going to get the, the core of the characters for a beginning because that's pretty much all the toys were in right. that first year, the first wave of toys. Exactly. So the comics was another device, another ramp right. port to sell the toys. So. Uh, the art was... Still very good on G.I. Joe. Both, yeah. uh, I really like that. Uh, I like Chaikin's art on Star Wars. Again, I'm not a big fan of Chaikin's art now. No, it was okay. But yeah. back then, I liked it. It was good. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as good as G.I. Joe. It's not that great. Yeah, G.I. <laughs> Joe has the best art. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Transformers will have a lot better art later on. Going forward, yeah. But it gets better. Going not forward. very good right now. It gets better going forward. And the coloring was sucks. horrible. It sucks. <laughs> Especially when you're. When you're coloring Starscream, the color of Thundercracker, you got Jazz, the color of Hound. (laughs) Again, it's like they were supposed to be a four-part series to sell some toys, so they really didn't care who they were. So, I mean, it shows. Yeah. But so far, G.I. Joe's a standout winner of all of this so far. Definitely. I'll be really interested in Star Wars once we get past the movie. Yeah. Because yeah. then there'll be a, probably a little bit more to talk about as far as like different things, different things. On, yeah. it, like I said, it's, most people have seen the movie; they know yeah, what's going it's on. It's still so. interesting to see some of the differences because they didn't know what was going to be in the movie at the time that they were doing the comic. Right. I know for a fact that later on we get into some unsettling moments in Star Wars because yeah. again they didn't know what was going to be coming later. Right. So they do some different things. Right. Okay. Some different things, and, and we'll get into that too as we get into further into the series, but. uh other than that, that's that's all we had for this episode. I hope you guys liked getting so many episodes in one uh, yeah one month one month jam packed. The only thing I would uh, say just before we uh, sign off here is, uh, we, like you said, we had a lot of positive feedback from the last episode, the themed episode where we had a right. topic and we talked about it. If you guys have a topic you would like us to discuss, yeah, shoot it over either on Facebook or on the forums or yeah. call us or email us. Now and some, some we'll topics about it, some yeah. topics we won't talk about because we don't know them that well. Yeah. Uh, anime. Yeah. <laughs> Hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two I can think of right yeah, now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if Later there's... Later hosing. <laughs> right. If you, but if there's something you, you said, if there's something you want us to talk uh, about, that'd be great. Gaming, if it's outside of 1989. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I have some familiarity with it. Yeah. You, you not so much. No. <laughs> I guess if you could play it on the Nintendo DS or the Wii, I might have some, some knowledge of it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Uh, weak. Weak. <laughs> Week gaming. If you, if you want to talk Pac-Man, I'm your guy. Right. But yeah, I mean, we have some stuff coming up. Uh, now, next episode we're going to cover is we're going to do a spotlight on Crimson Empire. Yeah. Because Crimson Empire 3 is coming out in October, I believe it is. October. October. Oktoberfest. Yes. Nice. My birthday. Send your presents. It's my anniversary, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're going to cover Crimson Empire. Send your presents. <laughs> That's not a hint. I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, but the other thing with that episode is we're not going to just be covering Crimson Empire. We're going to talk about uh, some of the generic troopers. Like, yeah. for Star Wars as well as G.I. Joe. Yeah, Joe Mostly Wars, Cobra yeah. troopers because yeah, those are the, the more generic, variety. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to kind of talk about those, some of our favorites and everything else. So that'll be cool. Uh, November we have we're gonna do Ghostbusters or not November, talk, October we're gonna yeah, talk about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. November we're gonna talk about Mega Man. Yeah, and so that's when Mega Man's coming out. Yeah, and then somewhere in between there we might get another uh, Master Universe episode in. Try to. Try uh, to we're gonna in. try to get Thundercats in, and we're gonna try to get Voltron in. Uh, yeah. We're gonna try. Try. We're gonna try. Voltron may squeak in in January. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we definitely Thundercats is probably the next big property we're gonna cover. Yeah. Uh, well. 
before yeah, the yeah, before the end, the end of the year. year. Yeah. Before the end of the Unless year. Unless you want to call Ghostbusters a property. Yeah, I guess you could. But I, I would. Yeah, but as far as I guess maybe like the those eighties cartoons, toys, cartoons. Well, there was a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is Thundercats will get in before the end of the year. Voltron, It'll be done at the end of the year. Voltron, yeah. we're hoping we can get in before the end of the maybe year. Maybe December, maybe January, but, depending on schedules. Yeah, if we can't get it in this year, we'll get it in January. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, give our information. Uh, you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us on the comicforums.com. Just stro- scroll down to Star Joes. We're having a lot of activity going on in the forums. Which yeah, is, there's a good community on the forums, awesome. which is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's been amazing. Uh, Facebook, there's uh, the there's both a fan site and a, and profile, a profile page. Uh, we, and we're going to keep both of them going. Just email the comic, uh, starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Right. Uh, we're also on Twitter. It's at starjoespodcast. Yeah. Uh, voicemail, which voicemail is 440-941-J-O-E-S. Uh, Chewy can keep calling, but we'd like some <laughs> other voicemails. If you want to call, go ahead, or it's just Chewy's hotline. Right. <laughs> but uh, other than that, anything else that you wanted to say? Uh, Facebook, thanks for friending us. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I know I've sent out some requests. So. And we've been getting a lot of requests. So. Yeah, so yeah, it's so great. That's cool. All right, well, with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Later. Johnny Oh, good God, now you gotta believe me He got a gun, leave me